all day, all day, all day, all day. Welcome to New Jump City, everybody. That was fun. Oh, jeez. My mic cut out. It's fine. Yeah, that's but, how lit it was. Yeah, the mic's gonna handle that shit. Yeah, the mic couldn't even fucking deal with it. Too dude. much fire. Too too much fire. Um, but welcome to New Jump City, everybody. It's a little calm for this introduction, but it's a chill night here at the New Jump Studios in my bedroom in Crown Heights. Um, I'm Christian Espinal, your host, and right beside me is my co-host Joshua Cole. What's up, guys? Beautiful mm. evening, beautiful mm. time to do a comics podcast. Hell yeah. And uh, across from us, we have our wonderful interim producer, Edgelord Brian. I'm still not an Edgelord. You sure are, Betty. 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 (laughs) Brian Uh, caught up on Boruto. I've always been caught up on Boruto. Have you caught up on Samurai? I never lost faith. Oh, no, I didn't. All right. I I kept forgetting. I literally kept forgetting. You failed us. (laughs) I remembered to catch up on Monday, and I forgot. Like, immediately after Gosh. Well, we don't have no, any time. Lucky for you, we don't have any time to lambast you. I'm gonna read it. I'm gonna read it next week. Straight to the plug. Yeah, uh, because we got a lot of shit to talk about. Black Clover, One Piece is back. We got Marauders, but uh, WrestleTopia. Yeah, WrestleTopia makes its triumphant return to the pod. Welcome back. Uh, but before that, let's get into Plurry. Uh, you can find me at the Chris Espinal on Twitter and Instagram. Joshua Cole, where can they find you? At JD Cole underscore 37 on Instagram. Mm. And Brian, where can they find you? You can find me at Brian Espinal 8 on Twitter. <laughs> and then you can find me on Instagram at uh, underdogs underscore Brian. Wow, what an edgelord introduction. Look, uh, shut the fuck up. That was a pretty gangster username. <laughs> I like on his dogs on the score. I like that there's two unders in the same <laughs> name. Yeah. It's pretty lit. Well, technically, the second one isn't an under. It's just, you know, what it's It's called. an underscore, but it's still under in my mind. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. I like it. Um, if you guys uh, like the show, you can find us on Spotify as well now. Uh, if you guys want to give us any feedback, anything, you know, talk to us at all, you can email us at newjumpcitypod at gmail.com. Find the show at newjumpcity.com. At, on Instagram and Twitter, uh, leave a positive review on iTunes if you love us. We could use some of those. That would be nice. Uh, check us out on YouTube, New Jump City. We're uh, we're there too, putting up snippets of the pod. I've been editing like crazy. Um, but uh, now, before we proceed, spoiler alerts ahead as Brian hit that randomizer. First one of the day is going to be Boruto. Oh, oh, shit. I'm so sorry. Boruto, chapter 39, proof. Uh, last we left, Boruto, uh, Naruto, and Sasuke were defeated by Jigen and. Uh, Capital D. Yeah, and uh, Kawaki's fake arm fell off while symbolically looking at a picture of Naruto for no reason. It was broken. Yeah, it was broken. You know, saying, oh, is Naruto gone? Yeah, uh, Serata sees him sees his arm just fall off, and is like, "Yo, are you all right? <laughs> Your arm just kind of lopped off." Yeah, just checking. Yeah, yeah I know but, you're a whole ninja and everything, but yeah, and yeah. that's when Boruto and uh, Mizuki me me something Snake Boy third kid that we're supposed. I to... I think it is Mizuki. Mm. Mizuki. Yeah, it's Mizuki. I I mistaked it for Mizuki. Snake Boy. Mizuki. No, he's the guy from the first chapter. Remember? Yeah. Put that shuriken in. 
that giant shuriken in Master Aruka's back. <laughs> what? Mizuki. That's his name. Oh, with the white hair. Yeah. Oh, I don't give a fuck about him. <laughs> Orochimaru fucked him, and now they have Ew. Mizuki. <laughs> no, <laughs> he's he's Snake Boy Wonder. No, he is. He uh, holds it down. Orochimaru's test tube baby. Mm-hmm. But in any case, Snake um, Boy Wonder. Right before they have a chance to react to Kawaki's missing arm, Shikamaru and the whole squad pulls up. With the shadow paralysis jutsu, one yeah. of my favorites. Yeah, and he, Shikamaru's like, you're not going anywhere, son. We put up a barrier. We're going to question your ass because our president is missing. Yeah. They, yeah. <laughs> I thought that was a very wise decision. That's why Shikamaru's second in command. Hell yeah, dude. And uh, everybody's like, no, Kawaki's totally a good guy. This whole chapter from here on out is basically like, Kawaki's a good guy. And Shikamaru's like, I don't know. I mean, he's just trying to be objective. No, I'm know? saying, no, I'm not mad at it. I'm just saying that's what happens. I mean, this is literally <laughs> the best part of Boruto, seeing that Shikamaru is still alive and well and in uh, some type of leadership. For he's now. a big boss man. For now. I mean, I like this they chapter. They Shikamaru. I, I like this chapter just because of how Shikamaru Shikamaru is, you know? You know what? I'm tired of you guys assuming I don't like this chapter just because I pointed out exactly what <laughs> happened. Didn't imply <laughs> that you didn't like the chapter. Of course, I love. I like this. This so far, it's pretty good. Shikamaru is ob- absolutely valid in keeping Kawaki put after the goddamn president goes missing on his watch. Uh, but uh, this guy, Matt, uh, totally Jiraiya's son, is looking over Konoha like, "Damn it, Jigen, what are you even doing up here?" Now he's doing a whole bunch of thinking. He's thinking of uh, taking down Jigen himself. <laughs> <All right. laughs> you're going to go the way of the dry, old man. <laughs> you're going to die. Yeah, you're going to catch a super L. Mm-hmm. All right, so I'm going to get too attached to this guy. Yeah, meanwhile, no problem. Jigen's back in his hideout just like, mm, I used all my power. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that because he's validating Naruto and Sasuke. What he's saying is, huh. They were way power, way more powerful than I thought, and it was a tough experience, and I got by the skin of my teeth. Yeah. So hot. He didn't smoke Naruto and Sasuke. He didn't. But but he, he could have if he them. had, like, a good uh, Well, vessel. if he wanted to get trapped in the dimension with them and go nowhere with his plans, yeah. sure. It's only if, like... He was if, fronting if hard he before. Had, That's what I'm trying to say. If he had a good vessel, they would have been fucking toast. Like, Should have, could have, would have. If Naruto had more chakra, it would have been an easier fight. Yeah. But in any case, he's like... Both uh, Kawaki and Boruto are growing to become powerful Otosuki. So, yeah, that was pretty crazy. You yeah. think that they're turning into like these like gods and stuff, mm-hmm. right? That's what that's like. Yeah, the, that's basically what's yeah. happening. Um, yeah, some more arguing between Boruto and Shikamaru and uh, everybody about uh, Kawaki's intentions. But um, yeah, they're just trying to tell him like information. Like personal information, and he's just like, "Look, I, I get it. Like, I'm not, I'm not saying I don't believe you. I just got to go about it the growing up way." And Boruto, what do you want me to do? Boruto's been like, "But he fixed this vase." <laughs> and Kawaki's like, "Well, actually, um, it's not fixed. Well, actually, there's, there's, a, there's a small piece missing. There's one piece missing." Shikamaru's like, "Hmm, see." Shikamaru, <laughs> nah, Shikamaru's <laughs> like, "That's not enough. It's a fucking vase, you idiot." Boruto's so dumb. <laughs> He said maybe he constructed it to spy on him or something. Yeah, that's not the most trying fucking <laughs> like test of loyalty. Yeah, perhaps that was his But hobby. to be fair, the, the ninja that brought it over is also pretty fucking stupid, too, because he was like, maybe it's just some kind of 
spying device or something. Some cursed artifact. <laughs> he was like, what do you say? Yeah. Full of, could it be a ninja tool for cursed jutsu? <laughs> yeah. No, like, like, no, that's valid. Or maybe that's not it valid could be. At all. It no. might be. So that was the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> really? <laughs> he, he walked into the house. Is that only one? He came out with a vase and was like, it looks like a magical evil thing. <laughs> it's a ninja world. Come on, bro. Yeah, but he could have picked up anything. Bro, niggas have frogs sealed in 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 scrolls. You kidding me? In in it giant appears kunai. to be a vase full of cracks. <laughs> Who would leave this piece of shit running around unless it was evil? Yeah, unless I mean, if, I, if you really want to criticize him, it's like if you thought it might have been like that, why would you fucking touch it? There's <laughs> no way this ninja guy didn't just like was attacked by a vase jutsu at some point in his life. Yeah, something, some type of cursed jutsu artifact. Mm. And was like, yeah, I'm never again on my watch. But uh, Shikamaru being the only voice of reason is like, this vase is not enough to prove a fucking, that he's not a spy. Um, but uh, Kawaki's arm repairs, and it's revealed that that's how they know that Naruto's alive. So they're going to go after Nice. Apparently, Kawaki could just make darkness portals like the Organization 13. and um, Something like that. He's using karma. Yeah, and he's like, basically, anything Jigen can do, we can kind of sort of do, too. Yeah, major big step in power leveling up, mm-hmm. just off of ideology. They was like, oh, yeah, we can be gods. <laughs> let's do it. Let's let's do the thing that Sasuke had to wait the whole till the whole end of Naruto to be able to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hey, yeah. Let's so do they're it. about to step to this portal to try to help Naruto, and then Shikamaru tries to shadow paralysis them again but Kawaki just like bitch get out of here yeah you know the jutsus don't matter cause he has the new special power right so this is the new Sharingan they go through the portal and end up in this other dimension have you ever noticed that other dimensions in Naruto are just lifeless nothing it's like nothing but deserts no people exist on these alternate maybe it's Hueco Mundo ooh why not (laughs) Aizen (laughs) Let's <laughs> not go there. Let's not go there. Mm-hmm. Not yet. Aizen rides in on his chair. <laughs> Chair-sama. Chair-sama. <laughs> I knew you would show up here. Yeah. So they arrive at the... Because <laughs> from when he was in prison, right? The chair that he was in. And I at knew, the end of Bleach, he was... Yeah. I yeah, knew I Jigen would defeat Naruto <laughs> and Sasuke. So I waited here for you. And I knew I'd be put in this comfortable chair that would support me for the years. It would change. Shout out to Home Depot. (laughs) To be fair, Chair Sama does not seem comfortable. It's just straight up a wooden chair. Must be good for his posture, though. Yeah. It's got to hurt, though, to be on your back that straight for that long. It's not good. Um, But anyway, they don't run into Aizen in here, but they've run into Boro. Uh, one of the evil organization members, and he's supposed to be even worse news than Jigen. I mean, he could just be way more of an asshole. You know what I'm saying? He's yammy for this arc. I'm yeah. actually number zero. Who the strongest? <laughs> Last minute. I never said I was number 10. I'm number zero. I mean, he never did say he was number 10. He just kind of stuck his tongue out. He just had a whole dumbass fucking tattoo on his chest. Yeah. Yeah. Was it on his chest or his tongue? No the, no, the number five guy was on his tongue. Yeah, that nigga was anyway, a thug. Too. That was Boruto. Um, it was a good chapter. I, I we had to gloss over it because there's a lot of dialogue in here, and we'd just be saying, "Then he says this, and he says that." But this was a, uh, it was a good chapter overall. It was good to see Shikamaru being Shikamaru. It's been a height. It's a, it's <laughs> it is dumb though that he didn't even insist on going with them. <laughs> he is a Jonin and technically stronger than them. Yeah, well, these kids. Oh yeah, we skipped that. Yeah, so. 
the three kids went on this mission without the super strong adults. Yeah. That could, for sure, without a doubt, help. I think Shigemaru should have at least gone. That would have been a cool arc. Yeah, but, you know. That way, because I, I feel Baruto, like it's, it's still unfeasible that they can beat it's this guy. It's not a good... Oh, no. It, Naruto and this guy and this other kid, whatever the fuck his name is, I forgot already. They um, sh- Hokage struggles against I mean, guys. think about it. Shikamaru couldn't leave because then there would literally be nobody to watch over Konoha. Okay, there's not nobody. There yeah, is I, nobody. I mean, maybe you would say he's he is, it's best in his hands, so he has the responsibility to stay, but they couldn't make a call. I'm like, yo, before y'all go in there, maybe y'all want to... They didn't have like, that much time to keep the portal open. But there's still so many fucking ninja from that era still there. It's not like yeah, but Shikamaru's they would have the to one. be there at light speeds before that thing closes. He couldn't control. No, I'm saying that at least Shikamaru. He literally gone. made it happen on his own. He's no, like, Naruto, he, join with my power. No, but but he said that he didn't have much time before it closed. He mentioned that. Whatever. Yeah, they had enough time to be like. I'll stand here and tell you that I'm gonna go get proof that I'm a good guy. Yeah, it clo- he was. He said that as he was going in, though. He should have. They should have had. Yeah, it would have been cool. Like, I mean, I, he, cool. he didn't. I think he could have broke the portal open anytime they wanted. Yeah, I'm per- fully supporting the fact that it was terrible writing. Personally, I didn't really like <laughs> the the fact that they're like attempting to bring Naruto back into the story right now. What do you mean? He's the best part of this series. He's the best part of it. He literally is. That's the I, only reason why I actually the thing, read it. The thing is, like, Borto himself is. Not no. The, the reason why Asta's I don't like it is because, yeah. and I hate Asta. You know, it know. set it set <laughs> the it put the story into it shook up the story pretty well, and I thought they were gonna go a while without Naruto, and it would have shown like a different world, you know, like without what different world. A They're different gonna, world just without a fucking. I feel ninja, you, but I just haven't. Like, I mean, I've I've only like enjoyed it when it's had like more of the older people in it. You know, yeah, what like I'm Sasuke. So, I was thinking that Sasuke would take a more prominent role, like. And filling the, yeah, but then that, it would also be weird if he's just like, well, I guess Naruto's SOL. I mean, it's <laughs> he. I guess he has to stay so, in this shitty so dimension. So the thing, the thing is, the thing that I don't like about it is that, like, you know, Naruto just got put in that thing, right? Like, yes. literally last chapter. Yes. And it, they're not gonna get it, him back. Yeah, immediately, if they, Brian. if if he just, if they just go over there and get him out, it would take away a lot. Of but it. they're not. They're good. They're, I feel like they're not going to probably win this one. Also, it's weird that Karma's space-time shit, right? Yeah, but... It's you know. the new Sharingan. It's, it's, it's basically their way of saying, hey, this is the new power that can do whatever we feel like it. Oh, and one more thing. Apparently, um, the Naruto and uh, the Boruto anime. Ugh, I could give a shit about. No, the no, anime. no, no. Because <laughs> apparently, the stuff that happens in the anime do affect the the manga. Ugh, currently. Well, then that makes the manga ten times so worse. So they did this thing where um, Boruto traveled back in time with Sasuke, and he's currently like with Naruto as a kid. Why do they keep so... doing this? Even in Shippuden, <laughs> their filler episodes were just them going back to when Naruto was a child again. Who cares? Who cares? That's not that hasn't this been the feels only like thing a they're stupid doing. Stupid thing to do. Who cares at this point? You're Appar- just trying to. That's they have no faith in Boruto as a main character because they keep shoehorning young Naruto even into this whole thing. I think that's just for one arc though. That's I think the it's boyhood whack. arc. I, I'm still caught up on the fact that so what happens in the anime that's filler is actual canon. Yeah, it could be canon. So we're missing out. Yeah, by reading I, the manga. That just made, no, is that what, what I'm saying. hearing right that, now? Ba- basically, is, are you confirming that, or that's ba- how you're interpreting? Oh, no, basically, if they can pull whatever the fuck they want from the anime and put it into the manga if they wanted to, so that's, that's basically what they're saying. And so it could be filler. Again. It could be filler, but it also can't be. 
It, it also would be. Yeah, canon. I don't. I don't like oh, that. That's Baruto. I'm not gonna watch this whole ass anime. You don't have to watch it. I'm just saying that's that's a thing. So if yeah, something then, comes up that you didn't that you don't remember, it's probably because they brought it in. Yeah, but then the that's anime. like bullshit for anybody who's reading this. Do you support like that, Brian? Do you like that? Do you think that's cool? I mean, it depends. On it would definitely be the against the grain opinion. Yeah, yeah it's, it's quite it, an edge lord opinion. I think. To have. I think it would. It would depend on what they do because there are some like it, it missed all the bullshit inside of the Mar- yeah. the Boruto anime. There are some cool shit in it. Like the fight, the fight against Momoshiki was way better than the movie, in my opinion, inside the anime. Yeah, because yeah, for that, yeah, yeah, sure, because it's moving picture. It's always going to be to be honest. Like, if it was a matter of, like, oh, the only thing you could do for Boruto was watch the anime, I probably would watch the anime if I knew there wasn't a manga. And then if they wanted to do that, like, okay, there's no real filler. Like, it's all this stuff is, is, is just, like, background info. You shouldn't but have then to watch like, depend on an anime for tertiary. Yeah, yeah I don't. I, I, yeah, it rubs me the wrong way. I'm not saying it's uh, inherently bad. I don't. I don't agree that it's just the wrong way to go about it. I just don't. I, I agree with. I it. like I, to read the manga. I, that's the whole yeah. point is going to the primary source. Yeah, I agree with that like 110 percent because it's not like the anime is generally done pretty well. Like it has flashes of goodness, but for 90 percent of it, it's just BS. Wick, wick, wick. wick. Well, that was Borto. This was a good chapter, but. That, uh, yeah, we donated much time to a trap that I was pretty decent. decent. <laughs> Let's move on. Uh, Brian, randomize us real quick. Joe. Marauders. Oh, wow. We're starting off with Marauders. So one. this was the chapter. I think... It's time I for wanted to direct piece. my energy to yeah whatever no it's not but <laughs> it's not it's not it's not but I, I I think Excalibur the next one is the one that I'm supposed to not be interested in well we'll find out we will as as uh I I'm reading this first issue it it dawned on me that oh no it seems like all of these books are probably gonna be at least a little important <laughs> <laughs> at least a little important <laughs> yeah you think. <laughs> I'm it like, kind of sucks that like I'm like shit. I thought I could take a break on money. I don't think Hick- <laughs> yeah. We'll talk about that. But I, I think Hickman has something to do with even though he's yeah. not his name isn't on this. I'm pretty sure like they run everything by him. Yeah, he's I, totally in charge of X Men, right? For sure. So that really validates. I think he's these ties, yeah. I think man. he's taking a real personal stake in everything X Men right now. It deserves it. For sure, and this kind of is kind of a seamless type of deal into the arc of overall what there's what's going on. There's a new plot element introduced in this, uh, as we learn in the very first few pages. Where um, yeah, man, Kitty Pride, uh, Storm, and Nightcrawler go to recruit Kitty Pride into uh, Krakoa, and as she's gonna go through this portal, she just knocks directly into it and breaks her fucking nose. Uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, she fucks herself up. Yeah, and it's revealed that uh, apparently. Kitty Pride and a handful of other mutants are unable to enter Krakoa for whatever reason. Uh, it's not revealed as to why yet. Um, but uh, are you uh, just from my perspective? I think that it's for right now. It's just Kitty Pride, and what they're talking about other mutants not being able to cross. They mean like the people that have heavy defense and stuff at their borders. I think she's talk. I think they're talking about hey, like you could help us in this regard, but getting the mutants that that can't safely cross to the border because just sorry to spoil it but to yeah. skip to the end they do end up bringing mutants over you know what i'm well, saying i think they it's make, just that she can't it's it's kind of unclear because it's they make a i think they do make a note that some mutants can't make it through the portal 
I don't remember, but I mean, if that's if that is said, then sure. Because I just that don't would make jump to conclusions. I think that yet. would make sense more sense than Kitty Pride straight up not being able to get in. Or maybe she's just a very very integral piece to the story, and there's a huge reason behind why it's just her. Well, either way, it would be fine. Um, yeah, yeah. So, either way, I'm. I just don't want to like prescribe to whatever. Yeah, I am prescribing to something specific if I say that. Basically, what she's been doing is kind of running, making minor supply runs for Wolverine, essentially grocery shopping <laughs> yeah. for him. Um, to get like mad whiskey and yeah, you know, unhealthy foods because everything is, I guess, healthy on coffee, Krakoa. <laughs> oh yeah, they didn't have, they don't have coffee plants yet. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, so you know, she's just kind of bummed out that she can't enter Krakoa for whatever reason, and she gets called by, uh, by Emma Frost, uh, the White Queen, telepathically. Yeah. And uh, she basically makes a proposition. Uh, because the mutants are offering peaceful nation, like a mutually peaceful nat- nations, this miracle drug, uh, they are the target of many black market organizations and anybody who might want to pirate their ships and steal their very valuable cure for cancers. Uh, so, yeah. But she offers her a job on this massive ship. She's uh, basically going to run. She's basically in the sail because she has sailing experience. And she's going to be in charge of protecting the cargo between nations. Uh, and, you know, report any, I don't know, a hostile ter- hostile forces coming towards them. Yeah, and, and, I mean, overall, it's, it's basically, this is someone to say that, okay, for nations that don't want to play fair with us and accept the drugs, we're going to... Because it was mentioned earlier in, 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 in House of X, where they're going to bring... The dr- they're going to smuggle the drugs in through black market, I guess, techniques. or, or No, or... they're going to do it legally because the Hellfire, cor- through Emma Frost's Hellfire Corporation, which is a legal entity, what they're protecting against is uh, hostile nations who would want to steal these drugs from them. But yeah, but, but they still got to get the mutants out of the countries that well, didn't agree to the, to the mutants' but terms. That's not... And that's kind of their role, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what they. That's, that's sure. That's for sure what they were doing in this. Job, well, that's so. something that Kitty Pride takes on herself. That's not her. Okay. Job oh. Take. Okay. 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 And Emma Frost is fine with it as long okay. as the drugs. Yeah. It's like all right. If you want to do that, okay, I understand. Um. But basically, the job is though, as as you said. Yeah. Kitty Pride's main concern is to find mutants that can't uh, arrive at Krakoa's borders because of oppressive governments and stuff like that. Uh. To, to, to Krakoa. With the help of Johnny, uh, with the help of uh, Iceman, Pyro, Storm, and uh, there should be a third one, right? No, fourth one, and Lockheed, her dragon, I guess. Um, but yeah, this issue is uh, kind of simple. Uh, it's not nearly as complex as Hickman's work itself. The premise is, you know, these are basically uh liberators of oppressed mutants around the world getting the remainder who can't easily cross uh and they basically do that they save a bunch of uh, mutants from a russian camp and kitty pride gets to kick her kick ass with her powers it's pretty cool yeah she i always forget how much of a beast she is i mean being intangible and then being able to become like you know tangible again that is yeah she's basically mirio from uh, my hero academia yeah wait Um, what yeah, that's Miro. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Lemillion. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, the 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 what do you call that? Oh. Uh, 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 um what do you call his power again? Oh, uh intangibility? Was he, that? No. It is his power. It was 
That's his power. Something it's about just like seeping a... into something. Ugh. No, it's intangibility, but it's a It was intangibility, but he called it something else. God damn it. It'll come back to me. Never yeah. mind. Uh, the most important Permeation. Thing... Permeation. There we go. The most important thing is this thing at the end. Uh, we still get like these little Hickman-esque information pages uh, showing some background stuff. Uh, it's uh, gossip from the bar sinister again. And uh, there are a couple things that are interesting about this. Um, one thing that uh, they say that whispers of the, on the window that a certain mutant undergoing a new phase of their life is singing out quite an offer. And that's my theory is that Emma Frost, she's the Red Queen. She's the third member of her council. So then who's the White Queen? She is. Emma Frost is the White Queen. Uh, Sebastian is the Black King. Okay. And she's the Red Queen. Yeah, we know that. She's saying that she did make her the Red Queen. She didn't say that. She, oh, she didn't, she say, didn't it say it all right. Oh, I guess I just, <laughs> oh, well, I just, yeah. I just kind of assumed like, yeah, okay, that's the other person. Yeah. Because remember, she made an offer to somebody else too, and they denied. Oh, but no, also, no, what's written said... here is that there was a second person she made an offer to, and they denied. So Kitty was actually mm-hmm. the third person she came to. Ooh. We know Storm was the first, or at least that's what Emma said. But there was another person involved. I wonder who that was. She said, and one of the sinister secrets is uh, speaking of the black and white, not everyone got their invite. Quite a faux pas. We hope there's not a fight. I don't know if they're implying that Kitty is actively being kept out, but I'm not sure. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, there's a lot of yeah, these things are stuff so to look forward fucking to. Cryptically written. I can't understand it with my tiny brain. You know what it means. It means, ha ha ha, you don't know what the fuck we're talking about. <laughs> By the next issue, we're you'll so figure smart. it out. Ha ha ha, we're so smart. But uh, that was Marauders. Uh, it's a it's a good issue. It was fun. The art's very good. That always helps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that always helps. Yeah, for sure. And it's it's not just some bullshit. It's integral to the story. And yeah. It's very X-Men-y, actually, as compared to the other stuff we've been seeing. Yeah, you know, it's uh, crime fighters fighting crime on behalf yeah, of Yeah, you know. That old kind of style. Stuff. They had Iceman in it. They They're fought f- against a guy that could neutralize mutant powers, and then they busted his ass up oh. later. And there's also a subplot involving Bishop, uh, who is going around investigating disappearances of humans, apparently, into Krakow's Yeah, it's, you know, political stuff. No, it's like, yeah, some people have just been disappearing reportedly. That's what they're saying. But they're human. Reportedly. And he's trying to, yeah, Bishop as a mutant in the nation of Krakow tried to interrogate, not interrogate, he tried to just talk to one of the victims and uh, you know yeah one of the wives of the victims and she just didn't yeah she was just shutting him out but come on if you really cared about your husband and this was the situation that happened you'd be like oh my god please just give him back i'll do anything you know what i'm saying at any chance yeah she's completely shutting him out there's a situation going on for sure but um yeah that was marauders definitely pick it up uh very recommended i don't know how much you i don't even know if you really need to be up to date on the x-men to kind of get it because they kind of explain the context around most things. All you really need to know is that the mutants have established their own sovereign nation. And it's different from Genosha. Yeah. and It's this... different this time, guys. <laughs> it is. <laughs> and uh, they've essentially... The... Kitty is, Kitty's uh, whole role in this is explaining this issue. So it's it's pretty new f- reader-friendly, I think. Um, but in that, with that being said, uh, Brian, bring us back to Japan quickly. <laughs> Samurai eight. <laughs> Samurai eight, chapter twenty three. What good will that do? You alternate title. 
this is how I got nice. <laughs> uh, last we left, uh, Hachimaru beat this samurai dude with expert skill, even though he just learned to fight two days ago. Or so we thought. Mm-hmm. Just, just, just to throw it out there, this is something I already mentioned, and I said, okay, there's validation for why he has some type of combat prowess. And I think you know what I'm talking about, but it's going to be confirmed very soon. Yeah, um, basically, uh, Hachimaru's like white blade thing uh, dissipates after the battle, and um, yeah, it goes back to normal samurai sword. Yeah, he notices that uh, random thief kid notices that this other samurai sword is rebuilding itself, and he's like, and he's like, look out, he's still gonna probably attack, and he's like, no, I resign for now. I'll take this loss. Yeah. But uh, I'll see. I wouldn't have, but uh, whatever. Yeah, and he's like, work on your relationship with the princess because that will make you stronger. Skrrr. Yeah. And uh, I mean, true. I mean, that we've we seen a, a, a straight up example of what the princess's role is to a certain extent, which is like, you know, you power up the samurai and the samurai has to, you know, keep her alive because... That's what the mass. That's what this. That's what his adversary says, right? He says, like, you know, next time you get into a fight with a samurai, they know that she's your power source. So they'll. So just they're gonna come, come after you. her. I'm very optimistic about that. I'm not optimistic about someone's princess dying, obviously. What I'm optimistic about is that she is going to be in the fight. Yeah, I mean, she's always been like it's always been established. She plays a support role. Sure, but it's not. I think it's going to be much more interactive than we think, and there's so much room for development and opportunity. Yeah, I, w- I was thinking it was like more of a partnership than like a protection. Than head, just a you know? straight yeah. yeah. This I think there's it's potential there for 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 her to gain right. some. It's like an NBA duo, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's... yeah. Why not? Yeah, <laughs> point guard and a center. You know, what I'm it's saying? supposed to be at least. And, and you know what? I'm we'll op- see. I'm I, optimistic I too. I'm optimistic. I'm optimistic too. I'm not like actively looking for shit to be mad at about samurai. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I'm I'm hoping that it'll be more. Uh, we get a, de- a Dharma flashback to when he was a human, looking like fucking Naruto, kind of. Yeah, and he had the pistoli on him. Blah, blah. He got some guns. Blah, blah. You know. Uh, he's so I like partner, it. But it should be called gangster time. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I like that. I like that was always his thing. He was like, I always had the strap on me. I slice a nigga up. <laughs> what up? <laughs> <laughs> uh, he recalls Ooh, this. his master was of color. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like he's got him, he's being got... represented in Japanese mm-hmm. culture. Yeah. Uh, he's, nice. we flash back to him getting like a lesson from his master. Uh, he's, uh, he's, she's basically talking to him about like being a teacher and all that shit. How much, uh, how much pride he'd feel like, or being frustrated at people not learning like fast enough. You know, patience is key yeah. type of stuff. I mean, it is, it yeah. really is. And, uh, Darren was like, no, I know. How you feel. Yeah, because I'd be stressed the fuck out. <laughs> because Hachimaru's kind of a dumb boy. Yeah, but this is when things get really intense for Christian. Because they start explaining how Hachimaru was able to, uh, I don't know, just fight. I, I, what's, the, what's the way to put it, man? Like, why he's competent? Why he's not just a complete noob? Because he did literally just start being a samurai a week ago. A yeah. week ago. Yeah. For just one swing, the boy showed me a shining white samurai sword. Mm-hmm. He is a true key. A true key. Yeah. Major key. You know how that goes. 
But now, nah, like Hashimaru starts talking about how, like, all right, you know, like in a video game, I like he was like the top ranked fighting game player for the samurai game that this dude Darama created, right? So he understands combat, like fundamentally speaking, mm-hmm. you know, not from an experience, a physical standpoint, but like the idea of it, like, okay, you know, why is somebody gonna go for a move? You know what I'm saying? How are they thinking? You know, how are they looking at me? You know, and what I can do? So he's. And they break it down in video game like turns. They talk about like frame dating and stuff. He's talking about how like, oh, this is a guy with a big weapon, but that big weapon is actually a feint because he's going to go for this sword that can actually like, slash you and it's faster, et cetera, et cetera. He's going to think I'm going to believe he's going to do that, but I'm actually going to dodge and then come back fast enough to yeah. intercept them. It's, again, very like Street Fighter-esque. Mm-hmm. Very, you know, like yeah. the down to down yeah, yeah, frame you, data. And remember, kids, if you play Madden on all Madden, you too can be an elite quarterback. Yes, you can. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being facetious, but you know it's manga logic, and it makes sense. I mean, you know, this is not. This... I was legit impressed by how like he's so on point, like with the video game analogy. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how much you can apply it to real life fighting. You know, I'm not yeah, yeah. going to deny or or support that. I'm just saying, like, I really thought it was well. Well expressed. Yeah, I can buy it. Uh, you know, suspension of disbelief and all that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I mean, it's a manga. But also, some samurai train their entire lives to get half as good as Hachimaru immediately is. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> he he had the battle progress. He just has to put it together now that he's actually fighting himself. So that's what he's getting used to. Yeah, his samurai body and its limits and its. Well, potential. here's the thing. He's not. He doesn't outright beat that samurai that that just passed him by. No, he just recognizes um, that I could have. I don't know. Maybe he could have died if he had cut all the way through or something. <laughs> this is the thing uh-huh. is, I might be an amateur samurai, but I'm a pro gamer. Yeah, that was so cheesy. I'm a pro gamer. It's okay. <laughs> and then I like this because now, like, you know, they defeat everybody else and there's only three contestants left, which is Daruma, Hachimaru, and that other guy. Yeah. That's really strong and beat him mad time. So now that he's going to defeat this guy for sure at the end because this arc will not continue if Hachimaru cannot win against him. <laughs> I like the way it ended. It said, "It's cool." He said, "Time to continue to train, and I want round two. Will you face off against me?" And this dude and Rio's says, like, "I don't remember round one, but if you need someone to cut your head off, I can do that." <laughs> yeah, that's so thorough. He's like, "I don't know what the fuck happened last week. I'm talking about right now. I'm talking, wild I'll cut shit. your head off right now, nigga. or I'll make you cut your own head off because <laughs> you're a fucking idiot. Because uh, you're a dummy." But uh, that was Samurai. That yeah, was a cool chapter. Yeah, it was like cool decent. Um. Yeah, it was fine. You know, I think, uh, yeah, it's whatever. I'm not going to be weird. It's I feel like it's sending down the ground rules pretty well. Yeah, you no, know? they've been set the ground rules. It's just fine. <laughs> it's like, there's more. Setting, no, 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 they're, they're still, setting down they're still, more. I think they're still setting the table, bro. I, I feel I like there could have been another arc before this. So at least I, I still feel like Fair. this is like a little too much where he's like dispatching so many people. He dispatched essentially like 600 people by himself. I'm just kind of like, all right, I know what you're doing, and I really do respect that. I do understand from looking at it like that, but again, like I'm just, I'm just trying to just look, like, think forward and be positive and say, like, obviously, these dudes are just fodder, and they're gonna be fighting. This is it. This the chapter you're talking about. This is it. It may not be done the way we would like it to be. I would have liked it to be. No, he's way gonna beat more. Ryu, maybe a chapter or two. Maybe he's maybe. for sure because then this arc ends if he doesn't beat him. I think as long as he gains an understanding of something, that's like a, a win and a development. Yeah, that I he mean, can move look, I, I'm not. He still got to fight this boss character. I'm not going to be a stickler about it. Um, 
you know, this this is a lot more ahead of this arc. This is just like the preliminary stage. But it's also probably going to knock Ryu out of the game. Which Let's see is what Kishimoto thing. does. Let's see what he does. I don't know. Ryu's the guy he's fighting? Yeah. I think he's... Oh. I mean, knock him out of the contest? Yeah. Yeah, probably. And but we'll see. We'll see. Maybe he won't. Maybe maybe this will be a lesson for Hachimaru to learn. Uh, yeah, we'll see. Who am I yeah, kidding? He's going to kill strange. that guy. Yeah, it's just <laughs> it's like... Good. it's not. He's going to win. It's not a bad thing at all. It just feels... Like there's not a lot of work put into going in. It's not. It's not a lot of work going into like the development of Hajimaru so much. So, like we we're fresh off of an old arc and we're just being pushed into this arc where he's suddenly way better than he was. And I feel like there's a missed opportunity with development. I hope I w- I would have had at least one arc in between this. Yeah, I would have liked him to struggle more. Yeah, because Ada like, like scraped him. That's not. That wasn't like his. That wasn't his Vegeta moment. You know what I'm saying? That wasn't his, like, whoever I, else they had to fight. And I genuinely Reddit, think so I genuinely think Kishimoto's not going to get canceled ever, but he, I feel like he's getting some pressure because his Samurai is not doing well. It's, it's not, not doing well at And you feel all. like he's not taking it's, his time It's either. doing pretty like bad. Well, I feel like he's pressured to not. Yeah. So I don't think he's going to, they're not canceling him. His sales are pretty low, and they have canceled people for less. Yeah, so. he's only in it because he's a legend right now. Yeah. But I, I feel like he's getting some pressure, and that's why he immediately threw us into a tournament arc. We're here for the long haul. We are. Let's hope it. But I mean, if it gets cut off, it's, it is what it is. But um, but yeah, that was uh, that was Hachimaru. It's uh, okay. <laughs> but uh, Brian, randomize us. Batman and Superman. Oh, yeah. Batman, Superman number three. Uh, last we left off, uh, Bruce and Clark are uh, are teaming up together to take down the Batman who's la- who laughs, who's been infecting apparently six heroes across the DC universe. Um, and they're trying to find out what his motives are and how he's doing it from the cell that he was trapped in under the Legion, uh, under the Hall of Justice. Uh, we open up with uh, Batman just narrating about how he knows everyone's weaknesses because he's like, I know I have to do this for the greater good, but I'm a gossipy bitch. And I'm betraying my trust. Yeah, he's basically saying, like, you know, I know I'm trying to do this like out of out of trust, but I'm the ultimate betrayer of trust. Mm-hmm. You know, he's... Whatever. I he's mean, you could, tear, you could tear it yourself nicely if you want, Batman, but you're going to keep doing you, bro. So whatever. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> like, what's the point of you reflecting if you ain't going to fucking change or act on it? Yeah. So Superman right? has uh, to go under deep cover uh, to, with the Batman who laughs. He infected himself with the Joker toxin. Yeah, they are really uh, walking the edge there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yikes. So he's at least like halfway under his control. And because Clark is a Kryptonian, the toxin... It, isn't like totally getting to him immediately. Like he's able to fight back to some extent, but it it will eventually take him over. Yeah. So I mean, they gotta he's, work quick. He's acting. He's acting like he's crazy, but he's he's containing it for now. And for those who don't know, Batman, the Batman who laughs is uh, alternate reality version of Bruce, who after killing the Joker was infected with the Joker toxin and became half Joker himself. So he is and killed everybody. He on is planet. the ultimate uh, cheat of Batman. <laughs> 
being prepared for everything with the Joker's evilness. So do with that what you will. Um, so basically, after leading them through the Hall of Justice, it seems, breaking out the Batman who laughs just to find out where he's hiding or see where if he can lead them to the heroes that he's infected, uh, the Batman who laughs just kind of stops and starts trolling Clark. <laughs> yeah, yo. Yeah, he violated, guys, for sure. And Superman is just like, I don't play that shit. You don't joke about my mom. Um, I like how before Superman even, like, all right, so while the Batman who laughs was talking all that shit, because, all right, he's seen completely through the fact that Superman was obviously trying to get intel on him. I mean, he straight up asked, so uh, what's the plan? <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, come on, my nigga, this is Bruce Wayne. Are you yeah. serious? Yeah. And as soon as... <laughs> Our- That's why he starts talking that shit, because he's like, yeah, I'm going to test you, Superman. Yeah. So before he, before Superman breaks off a can of ass whipping on <laughs> fucking the Batman who laughs, that the Batman already was on his way to kind of stab him with the with the, with the cure for the Joker toxin. Because he was like, yeah, you're going to fucking kill this guy. <laughs> ah, shit. He <laughs> brought up his <laughs> dead mom. <laughs> yeah, that's what he said. He was like, yeah, so the plan is I'm going to destroy this planet the same way your planet got destroyed. And by the way, I bet your mom was screaming in agony and hoping that she wishing hey, she was in the rocking instead of you. He literally said, Please. like, as a baby, could you super hear her as you were playing? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, he was really disrespecting Clark. Yeah, and Clark, it even Clark bad. has his limits. He was like, well, pounded the wall. like <laughs> It's actually in Washington. I really like that panel. Like, mm-hmm. it was, like, super cool. Uh, David Marquez does the art for this, and his art is gorgeous. Yeah, that was Superman saying, "Yep, you got me." Yeah, so he's just <laughs> I'm like, gonna fucking Gar- break you in half now. <laughs> and that's when Batman breaks and gives him the toxin and restrains both of them. Uh, apparently, they were they never even left his holding cell. Uh, Batman has been using hollow light uh, project uh, projections to make Batman who laughs believe it. But he even he was like, "I was never fooled because apparently I can smell." Like they have, a, it has a smell to it. Like it doesn't smell like real. Like so, basically, it's Eisen versus Eisen right now. <laughs> he might as well be again. This is evil, Bruce pretty much. Wayne. He he ha- he sees through everything. Like he didn't like him. Him smelling the holograms was just the extra. Like yeah, that, I mean you know that made it. That made me know for sure, for sure. But yeah, your boy Superman gave it up, and Superman's like, I had it still. I had everything on the cover, and Batman's like. Bro, you're new. That's why he started talking shit about you. You know, mm-hmm. dog. He got you. Superman's yeah. like, so he basically trust me. Well, <laughs> I think that was more. I think that was more the toxin. Oh, okay, him crazy. <laughs> I thought he was sick. Uh, so he he traps Superman behind a, a sun a sun uh, lamp so he can so the he definitely tells like, him to take a take five. You yeah. know, <laughs> uh, let that Joker any, toxin get through your system. Yeah, heal up in this sunlight. I'm going to go find uh, one of their guys. I know who he infected. And uh, he goes to Jim Gordon, who has been, who is one of the people he was, who was infected by yeah, the Batman the, Who Laughs. By the way, yeah, the Batman Who Laughs kind of makes it obvious for the Batman to know that, yeah, it was Jim Gordon that set y'all up. Yeah. So, like, you know, he's, <laughs> but this is all according to plan. Oh, you know. my God. That was so cool. Oh, my God. Okay, so this this sequence is actually also very cool. Um, yeah, it was Batman uh, confronts Jim, and he 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 confirms like, yeah, he's got the Joker toxin in him. <laughs> so he's about to like take t- take down Jim Gordon, but Jim Gordon pulls out his watch, and he pulls out the fucking rookie suit from the Scott Snyder. Wait, room. wait, 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 wait. We're gonna skip this part. So he. <laughs> 
<laughs> all right, so as Chris mentioned, Jim Gwena has the Joget toxin in him, and it's not like all right, he doesn't. It's not like he's bullshitting. He's just kind of like has no filter, and he's and he's you know being real cynical. So he's telling Batman how oh yo. You're the fucking worst thing that happened to the city ever since you came. Things have gotten worse. There's more lunatics around and shit. And then he ultimately says in this panel, You're a failure. You're a failure to this city. And Batman's looking at him like, Oh my God, Jim. <laughs> Jeez, man, I'm sorry. You know he's how so, I feel about yo, that. He's so hurt. Like, yeah, look at his face at <laughs> the bottom panel. <laughs> I've never seen him so He's vulnerable. like, Oh my God. Doesn't he, he know that the guy's infected by the toxin? He though? does, yeah, but, but he it really, still hurts. He was like, damn, son, I know that's how you really feel. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe he, he's like, I know you really don't fuck with me, bro. And <laughs> going in space like so evil. So, yeah, that's when he pulls out the watch and summons the rookie suit from the Scott Snyder run. Pulls out that icy-ass yeah, watch. Cool. Yeah, it was a cool little reference. He uh, said, my wrist bust down, his bust down. Yeah. Come out, rookie. And Rookie starts shooting a bunch of batarangs. Uh, for those who don't know, the Rookie suit is, uh, during Scott Snyder's run, uh, Batman was indisposed, and uh, Jim Gordon took over as Batman, and he rode this fucking Batman mech. It was pretty cute. Yeah, it was second. pretty cool for a little while. Yeah, but it was never going to be permanent, obviously. It was just part of the story. Uh, so now they're fighting that again, and uh, that he's shooting a bunch of fucking batarangs directly at Batman, but that's when Superman comes back. Uh he he's not completely free of the toxin. Yeah, because that you know he literally got locked in there like twenty minutes ago. I don't think that's enough time. Yeah, so he starts fighting the rookie suit, and um, he uh he uses the remaining he uses his like freeze breath to freeze up the rookie suit and uh just let loose the rest of the toxin out of his system. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Batman socks the living shit out of Jim Gordon. Yeah, it knocks him the fuck out, yo. They gave him the. Makunuchi punch. Yeah. <laughs> Put him on. <laughs> Flips him over once over. <laughs> yeah, he defied gravity for a moment. He was airborne. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so they're like, okay, so that's over. Now we can just uh, figure this out. We should go to the Batcave. And like Batman's like, no, he thinks like me. He is me. So now I got to start thinking, what would Superman do? Which is cool. I like it. Yeah, I a mean, lot of people are like. It makes sense. He's like, okay, so like we've been getting played off of all the play, like all the plays I've been trying to make. It's been part of his plan, so maybe because we are literally the same man. <laughs> maybe I'll do the next thing that I would think about, which is not follow me and follow Superman. Mm-hmm. Superman's also pretty fucking smart too. So yeah, I'm not I saying mean, he ain't. <laughs> it's a good plan. It's yeah. It's it's the it's also the only thing they can do at the moment. It's like, we can't trust the Batcave, so let's go to the Fortress of Solitude. There's no way he could get in there, right? <laughs> Psych. Well, I know the password. It was your fucking dead mom's fucking birthday. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's the problem. He, they're absolutely right in this. He didn't get in, but when they take um, but they take Rook, Gordon and the rookie suit over to uh, the Fortress of Solitude. Yeah, and, instead of the Batcave. And it turns out that was all according to his plan and the rookie suit was a Trojan horse, so the fucking Blue Beetle, who is the next infected villain, yeah, could uh, inhabit the, like, in microscopic pieces, inhabit the rookie suit and break into the Fortress of Solitude and fuck shit up. Yeah, so the Blue Beetle is basically like that that alien from Ben 10, you know, the green guy mm-hmm. that could, uh, you know, go into, like, interface with any type of technology and stuff. I didn't know Blue Beetle could do all of that. That is really cool. Blue Beetle is really strong. Dude. I thought that he was just like a machine himself. I didn't know that he could just kind of 
Nah, dude. Assimilate with all machines and stuff. He's like probably more dangerous than Cyborg. The Scarab. Well, you know, pre-apocalyptic Cyborg. Mm -hmm. We're going to talk about that eventually, guys. Don't worry. Uh, So Blue Beetle is the third uh, hero to be revealed as under in the Secret Six. Um, Yeah. Did Batman really not think that this thing was bugged, though? Well, you can't really detect the scarab. The scarab is like no, a no. I'm talking about the rook, the the rookie. Wait, what like, do you mean? Wouldn't he like think to check if that thing had like a tracker on it? Well, eh. all right. So the idea, I mean, you could say that for a lot of situations in many different stories. Like, wouldn't they? You know, isn't that something they should have checked for? And the reality was, they looked at it like, okay. That was Jim Gordon's machine that was always with him, and it was yeah. attacking us. That was we took down that him. was the thing. He the we infection was the serum. You yeah, know? but like the thing is, if shouldn't you know, it be shouldn't the intelligence be go both ways? You know, yes, like he on. knows everything. He okay, does so and, let's say they did say, okay, let's run a scan, do this to make sure that there's no type of bugs, bro. Blue Beetle is just that sophisticated that yeah, he could scarab. probably. I would just assume that. You know, the scarab is a mix of like alien enough for the scarab. Shit. It's a mix of alien technology and alien magic, so it would have been easy to detect anyway. And uh, and these guys aren't Reed Richards, or and nothing. they also you know, don't like have... they're smart, but they're not like super tech geniuses. Yeah, or anything. they also have no way of knowing that Blue Beetle himself would be inhabiting the suit, and they're not fully capable of. They don't know what the scarab is fully capable of. Okay, all in all, enough. it was fail. I mean, it was fair. The The major fallacy here is what I was saying with Batman, where he was like, okay, so everything I've been doing so far, he's he's, he's caught on. Uh, Maybe I should... See, that's where he made a mistake. When he stopped thinking logically and said... He started playing... Like, that's literally playing the Batman who last game. Mm-hmm. Like, stick with what you know, bro. He's been beating you, but don't just fucking jump shift and start doing dumb shit. Like, bro... Maybe they didn't have to go back to the Batcave, but maybe they didn't have to go anywhere that was, you know, a a a, a major base that if if compromised could have danger for the rest of yeah, the world. But then where would you go? You know, I don't know, man. But I think they could have figured something out. But again, that's hindsight, right? I'm just yeah. kind of. I just wish Batman would have been a little bit like, man, maybe we should be more clandestine. But then again, it's the Fortress of Sol- I don't know, man. I just don't to, think it's to that To be fair, this is secure. Batman's first time going up against somebody who literally knows everything. I mean, it's like he know <laughs> they know every- it's literally himself. He doesn't know how to fight himself, you know? Well, yeah, it's basically two Eisens fighting You're each other. You're not going to beat him by just kind of being wishy-washy and saying, oh, maybe I should just... Go with your idea just for the sake of it. Maybe he's just insecure. That's what I think the fallacy was. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, I know what you mean. Um, but it, it wasn't a bad idea. Yeah, their moves. But it wasn't a great it's one. It's not that either. their moves don't make sense. It's just like, uh, but that's, it, they're not the smartest moves. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll go, yeah, I'll go with that. I'll go with that. But the real cool thing is at the end um, where Batman Who Laughs is just like, <laughs> yeah, first of all, this page is fucking fire. Uh, they're all like just trapped and the, these October comics have been really cool. I, maybe I didn't realize last year or that maybe I I don't know. Like, have they been really spook? Are they always spooky in October? Not I don't, always. They yo the comics have been spooky. They've been doing a great fucking Ooh. job. Seriously, man, spooky. I love it. I love the I love the season. Um, but in any case, the issue ends with Batman who laughs like is uh monologuing about how like everything is going according to plan but it looks like my competition is oh they also yeah yeah, i forgot everything's going according to plan someone is fucking with the multiverse dr manhattan dr manhattan yeah that was oh man i I like that they're kind of lining things up you have someone who's a big deal as the batman who laughs 
if you're that big of a deal, you should be aware that something else is going on, mm-hmm. right? And uh, he's like, clearly, my competition's been busy, too. And mm-hmm. you look up in the sky, it's the Legion of Doom symbol from Justice League. Everything connects. And the Leviathan stuff. Well, he basically saying, like, he's... He's given he's given weight and he's saying like yeah there's major things happening all at the same time shit is about to hit the fan and I'm gonna have my stake in it too believe yeah, that I'm gonna have to go to war with like yeah this. and that's cool no yeah that's so dope because he's he's not just gonna lay low or nothing like that he's like nah I'm a big boss man too y'all gonna hear me mm-hmm. so ah man I can't fucking wait Doomsday Clock number twelve. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well that was Batman number three Batman Superman number three. Very fun issue. The art is so good, you guys. Yeah, it, that's like part of the thing is that they could do like these dynamic fight scenes uh with this artist. Uh the writing's good, solid overall, even though like the stuff with Batman's like logic and line of thought, while not it's not the smartest thing in the world, but it would be the logical conclusion is just like if I'm gonna beat myself, I can't be thinking like me. Yeah. So the next best thing was to be thinking like the opposite of me, which is Superman. Um, but in any case, that was Batman Superman. Pick it up while it's still like early on in its run. Um, with that being said, Brian, randomize us. Oh, boy. oh shit. Hold up. My phone's ringing. <laughs> who that? Who that? <laughs> oh, shit. It's One Piece. <laughs> Oh, 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 that was nice. Okay, 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 okay. That was fine. That <laughs> he was did fine. that two weeks ago. Oh, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't know. I don't remember. Next, uh, One Piece. It's, See, it's one a variation. Piece. Damn, of the I joke. think this is one of the only chapters where I feel like a lot happened, but we, but we don't have to talk about a lot. You Chapter nine hundred and fifty-nine, Samurai. First of all, cover page. Uh, <laughs> gang is in uh, dress rosa for some reason. Hmm. Uh, meanwhile, back at the. Basically, what happens over the first few pages is that as the uh, revolution, it's a flashback to a couple days ago, as the samurai army is preparing, uh, the uh, the shogun Orochi has gotten wind over their plans. Uh, also, uh, Hold'em, the Animal King pilot, pirate's headliner, is uh, searching for uh, Ushimitsu Kosu and uh, the rest of the bandits and stuff. And... They're just trying to figure out, figure things out. Who's behind all this weird shit that's been going over at Wano? They, 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 they brought the minks over. They, they had a little um, the dog storm musketeers pulled up, but nobody said Yugara. I was very upset about that. <laughs> Not yet, they haven't. Not yet, but goddamn, I gotta wait a whole other week. You gotta. Uh, <laughs> but in any case, Holdem is just like searching for you know the Ayakaza Nine and stuff like that, and um. Keenan Mon's wife uh, shows up. And the most like, Japanese lady. Yeah, she's actually based on a Japanese painting of like a geisha, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, she's like, "Don't worry, I'll handle this. I'll buy you some time." But then, after seeing her brave, like trying to put herself on the line, there, the rest of the villagers like, "Don't sacrifice yourself for us." Yeah, blowing the spot up, like, "Yo, shut the fuck up." Mm-hmm. He doesn't know for sure yet, and they just like, well, they didn't do it. That's the whole thing is that they're all covering up for the samurai. Right now. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, they also show that there are these uh, flyer, these like fly dudes with wings and stuff bombing Yo, the, the sunny. animal kingdom pirates are so fucking funny. Yeah. They're like half human, half animals. They're like <laughs> bastardized versions. You know what I'm saying? Like they're not, yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like they're not like 
clean like mm -hmm. a like a real zone. Yeah, look. this guy has has a bird literally grow a bird head. A bird out head of and the head. rest of his body. Yeah, like his head is bird with wings and tail and beak and face. <laughs> then it's his face <laughs> on the bottom, and, and then, then it's the rest entire is just human man body. body. Yes. <laughs> I like it. It's Birdman body. The other guy's a fucking butterfly or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so they start blowing up all of the bridges they that blow up connect the, the, uh, and the, sunny, the counties. Apparently. And the... Nah, man. I'm sure the sunny will be fine. Shield. The sunny is probably fine. Yeah. The but they blow up all the bridges so the uh, samurai army can't get to them. And um, Kinemon just is like, we need to go fight. You know? Today's the only day we have any type of Little bit of a chance because the fire festival is going on. All those people will be ripped off. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, who's gonna stop Ja Rule? They're now? basically saying like, "Yo, like we 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 put all this energy into it. This is it. We're not gonna have more time. We can't buy more time. Everybody else is already at the limit. This is it. Like we, even if we go in just to die, we want to die like like samurais. Yeah, we want to die as Odin samurais who who went out. You know, they want to have a true death." I'm not all for that true death shit. I just would have threw the towel in and said, let's go to Dressrosa or something. I don't know. <laughs> or somewhere in the East Blue where there's not shit popping off like that, like that. Right? Yeah. Uh, but then we cut to a flashback uh, to 39 years ago in the Flower Capital. Uh, as Kozuki Odin returns to the island, I seemingly after uh, his voyage with Roger. We don't see his face yet. But uh, he's got, we see, like, the back of his body. He's got two samurai swords. He's got this uh, tie. The giant, thing. like, sumo tie around him. Kind of like, uh, oh, like the dude, you know, E-Honda from Street mm -hmm. Fighter? The yeah, like E-Honda. Yeah, that he has the bow on his back like that. Mm -hmm. I wonder yeah. why they keep hiding his face. Next chapter, because now we're getting into Wano's flashback stuff. We're probably more than, we're more than likely going to see Odin's face next chapter. I don't really get why they MTL. Have, like, they do this likely. a lot. They do this with past like flashbacks where they don't show people's faces until like the flashback actually starts. Yeah, it's Oda's build way. Up, yeah, build up. Whatever. It's yeah. cool. I'm not it's like a little suspenseful, a little touch. It's not like that place. <laughs> yeah, it's not like it's going to show his face and it's going to be somebody we already know, like fucking yeah, Big News I mean, Morgan. <laughs> I mean, I guess I hope it's so. Just, I can <laughs> only hope. Oh my god! If Morgan doesn't show up by the end of this <laughs> series, I'm gonna be very disappointed. Big news, Mo big news. Morgan is. Oh, Odin. I just, I just man, met Mor man. Captain Morgan from the first. Oh, oh no. you already know oh. that dude's gonna show up. I still uh, have a theory that he's Jack. Captain is not Jack. <laughs> he's not Jack. It's pretty confirmed that he's not Jack. Watch, you'll see. It's not Jack. They showed Jack's face. He looks nothing like him. You'll see. What's anyway. next? That was One Piece. Uh, pretty cool chapter. Next next chapter will be probably super informative. Uh, Wayno flashback. Wayno. Uh, but uh, Brian, randomize us. Avengers. All right. Avengers. Uh, number 25. Surprisingly enough, they didn't make a big, big deal out of this issue. Um it being the quadricentennial issue of uh, Avengers. But uh, we start off where we last left off. This is the conclusion to the Ghost Riders, the Challenge of the Ghost Riders arc. Uh, Robbie's car has been destroyed for the third time in this fucking race. Yes, right in the same story, right? Okay, <laughs> just making sure. I was I was like, is, am I reading the same chapter again? I thought I, I read the wrong one or that, like, maybe I redownloaded it. But, yep, 
Thanks for confirming it, Chris. Yeah, uh, Johnny Blaze Ghostwriter has given his douchebag uncle Eli the ability to possess a dead celestial, and uh, just so he can troll him into losing the race. Yeah, but uh, through the power of uh, Shonen Will, <laughs> Robbie's like, you know what? I'm gonna be. I'm. A, I'm a Ghostwriter and an Avenger. You ain't gonna take that's me down. And that's when the rest of the Avengers show up. And they're like, we got our cool boat thing flying through the well, air. He, well, Robbie Reyes chops off his arm first. Chops off the Celestial's arm with his own chains that he spawned from his body. That was pretty sick. Yeah, it was cool. Big boy time. Yeah, then the Avengers show up. <laughs> yeah, then the Avengers show up. And uh, meanwhile, Johnny is just like casually fucking riding through Very the casual. It doesn't look like he's going fast. It looks like he's just kind of like, mm, like yeah, He's man. like, you're doing the right thing, Johnny. You're not being an asshole at all <laughs> by damning this guy. This you know, family. they have to do this because they're just trying to show us, look, look, he's not really a bad guy, guys. Just relax. He's he, he's just, just a means to an end, and he's the ruler of hell. So. Yeah, and that's when Thor and Blade tried to destroy him immediately. <laughs> um, yeah, they tried. Yeah, but Thor immediately is just like, I'm just going to plop my hammer on your chest, and there you go. Um, and well, Johnny, but he's kind of just like act like he seeps into the ground. Yeah, because he's Yo, the, I'm, the Ghost Riders ain't ain't no joke, man. Yeah, they're pretty strong. He turns his uh, motorcycle into a hammer. Oh, and, that shit was pretty crazy. Yeah, it's pretty rad. And then uh, the rest, his demons of hell, just start attacking the rest of the Avengers. Say, back me up, wow! Hit ham, hit Thor with a fucking hammer in his head. <laughs> I'm for it. I'm for it. Mm-hmm. Cool. A lot of action. Does he still wear leather? Who? Ghost Rider? Yes. Johnny Blaze? They Johnny all Blaze wear. does. Can I see? All of them wear it. <laughs> Can I see what he looks like? It's the same. He looks the same. This is him. <laughs> you would think, like, as the king of hell, like, he would have some, like, more <laughs> exaggerated get up, you know? Well, he's also a Ghost Rider, so. Um, but, uh. And he's from, you know, cool guy times. Yeah. Cool Speaking guy. of cool guy times, as the Avengers are fighting the demons of hell, mm-hmm. cool guy cosmic ghost rider Frank Castle comes through. Oh, he's the coolest of them all. <laughs> he's so cool. He's so rad. This leather fits me better, bitch. Oh my god, he's even more edge than Venom Spider-Man when Brian, he got the black suit. You would love Cosmic Ghost Rider. <laughs> you really should read so that. Bad. No, it actually is good. You would like it. Cosmic Ghost Rider? Cosmic yes. Ghost Rider is He Frank. was Frank Castle, the Punisher, turned Ghost Rider, turned Galactus what, of Herald. He, he traveled through space? He, he traveled through time or some shit. He uh, ended up becoming a Ghost Rider some way, somehow, and was the last person on Earth along with the Hulk. And now he just flies okay, through the galaxy being cool. Yeah. And edgy. And edgy, because he doesn't like give a fuck because he shoots bad guys. Mm-hmm. And he's psychotic. He's like Deadpool. Ghost Rider and Frank Castle all, uh, and Punisher all put into one. Without the charm. With, with no charm. It's just he, his charm is Edge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, I get that. I've seen the yeah. the Netflix show. So, yeah. Just, you know. Like big, he's got spikes on his jacket and everything. Yeah. Big battle stuff happens. Uh, Robbie <laughs> Reyes jams his giant fucking spaceship right into the into the Hell's Throne. And is like, bitch, I won. I like how how Johnny Blaze is like, dude, what the fuck? I let your uncle possess a whole uh, celestial. Like that didn't slow you down. And then the cosmic ghost rider comes with its head, and I'm like, oh yeah, I, I guess you could do that or whatever. <laughs> yeah, because uh, so razor edged. All right, that's and it. like that's you won. Is like yeah, and Robbie's like yeah, I won because with the power of my Nakama, I can do anything. <laughs> 
I mean, he's an Avenger. That's what it's all about, right? Yeah, but now you're my friend too. Robbie Reyes equals Asta. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what is he gonna say? Oh, fuck you, Johnny Blaze. Like, yeah, you brought bro. my parents to hell. I think they were already <laughs> in hell. No, he brought them to hell to psych him out. Oh, but he's gonna take him back now. Well, <laughs> now that he lost, I, <laughs> he was gonna straight up leave him there. Oh shit! The Batman should. Yeah, Johnny Blaze, you're a bad guy. The Batman who laughs should hit him up. <laughs> yeah, right. Said, For dude, Superman's parents, you're pretty intense. <laughs> That's a lot, dude. I like your style. Let's go. His parents? They didn't even do anything. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, basically, uh, Robbie Reyes wins and he abdicates the throne, leaving no one with power. Um, and Johnny Blaze is like, for real? Wait, you, 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 you're not gonna take the throne and force me to be back on it? Nice, I'm out. Cool, take me away, zombies. Yeah, he bounces. <laughs> <laughs> cool, good for Ghost Rider. Now he's free to to have his Ghost Rider event. That's mm. gonna be so epic. Yeah, and uh, you know everything. The day is saved. Uh, you know Robbie Ray is, is, I guess, gonna stay in the game as the Ghost Rider. Thank God. Uh, I was hoping they wouldn't. They wouldn't let him go. Frank Castle flies through the uh, space waves, just wondering who he's going to kill next. Because he's cool. So cool. Meanwhile, you may be wondering, what the fuck has Iron Man been doing this entire time? Uh, Iron Man has been in this cave that they found in Garajo Land. I don't know where. Yeah, somewhere. <laughs> and uh, where they found an ancient uh, Iron Man mask from fucking 1 million BC. Now, check this out. <laughs> Wait, it's what? Not... Yes. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's been teased throughout this run that um there have been Avengers as uh, throughout the ages, all the way going back to the beginning of time. Yeah, but this Iron Man mask, the thing about it is that it's not an old mask. It's literally a mask that was you know Mm -hmm. created in this time, but somehow it was in the past, and it and it aged to this point to look like that. So it's you get what I'm saying? It's not like a Oh, uh, old like... Stone Age Iron Man. <laughs> it's literally something from now somehow is from the past. Okay, it doesn't sound as stupid now. I get it. Well, uh, like, it's all put together in the next page. Yeah. So can he, we uh, see what happens? Yeah, there's an, energy, <laughs> there's an energy that surges out of the mask, and it says, Rage Mephisto. And I'm like, fucking Mephisto, goddammit. Yes. Oh, my God. Mephisto. Yeah, Mephisto has been plaguing most people of the D- of the Marvel Universe recently. He's been causing a lot of trouble from a cage. They have their own little Batman who laughs and Mephisto, who's yeah. like causing that shit from incarceration. This could be a chance for things for a Mephisto driven story to be done well, bro. I mean, this is a chance. I mean, if it flops, what, what are we gonna do about one it? One right? chance. I guess. If it's looking bad from the first event chapter, I guess we could just dead it. One chance. But anyway, uh, Iron Man is teleported away seemingly through... uh, through, Mephisto magic. Yeah, through uh, narration, Tony Stark is keeping a journal. It's been six months since the energy surge. And uh, long story short, he seems to be teleported to one, one million BC. He is the smartest caveman alive. Tony Stark. Uh, that's pretty cool. I like this idea. That's very arrogant. <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, you don't know that for sure, Tony Stark. Just because you know about robotics and shit doesn't mean that somebody else can't fish better than you or something. Yeah, he like, said he's on. the smartest, not the best fisherman. I mean, <laughs> these guys, you got, you know that these cavemen Tell went to Harvard, bro. 
Yeah. <laughs> These guys definitely went to MIT. Yeah, you're going to fucking front of this caveman's PhD? Anyways, next chapter looks pretty cool. They're doing the backstory on the I would lo- ancient Starbrand. I think this brand. is a cool thing. I would hope that they show this. Um, like this arc, they follow Tony. Primarily. Yeah, they are. I think it's. I hope be so. after because that would be cool. The uh, I think it's gonna be after this like flashback. Issue. Uh, overall thoughts. <clears throat> it was alright. I think I I don't know. I haven't it was been cool. I haven't been blown away by me and Josh. I think we've shared this feeling. We haven't been blown away by this Avengers arc. Um, it's like alright, and I think I'm trying to. I I was thinking, like, what's holding it back, and what's like, why aren't we getting caught by it? Because there's no major stakes. No, that's not well, true. Here's I mean, the thing. I, 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 I boiled it down to, I think, maybe two things. The first thing, the Avengers themselves are just kind of like bland versions of themselves. You know, they're like. Yeah. And. Yeah, yeah. I, could, I see what you mean. There's not a lot of time spent individually with any of them uh, for the most part. They're really just kind of working off each other. But in the way that you could expect from, like, if you watch the movies. It's very, like, movie-friendly. Yes. That, this Avengers issue is literally the vehicle for, for casual fans to just get into, like, comics to say, oh, this is the Avengers comic? Okay, I can see what's going on. And then, boom. Oh, yeah, so you like this comic? Maybe you want to read these other things that are happening. Yeah, you read that Carnage tie-in? Yeah, there's a whole thing going on in the Spider-Man comics. Go check that out, too. Yeah, I mean, you know, like it's like the casual gateway. Yeah, I think so too. And I don't know. I feel like there's you can do both, and it's uncharacteristic coming from Jason Aaron, who we know from like the Thor run and War of Realms, who's like has made like Thor characters who who knows how to handle an ensemble cast. I don't know, man. I mean, I think Thor's character in the Jason Aaron run was a product of movie Thor because Thor was never the. I'm the saying, jokey type, and he no, was I'm very saying, jokey. And in Aaron's run, he was still he had it was literally movie Thor, and I'm not criticizing that. What I'm saying is, I'm just saying this wouldn't be a first from Ant from Jason Aaron to kind of just use. Well, what's that's what out I'm saying. There. It's not like he can he can do both. That's what I'm saying because he can make that movie Thor kind of just he can make that comic book Thor open for casual readers, but he's also, also able to enticing for yeah. For he can also write an ensemble where everybody sounds different and unique and you know he can write deeper side characters you know the avengers are just kind of like who they are on screen and there's not a lot of depth to it and i'm hoping that this run with tony this arc if we focus on him at all will kind of just give us a little bit more characterization a little bit more uniqueness because that's what x-men has you know everybody's kind of like even even in powers of x and house of x everybody reacts to the Krakoa, everything in Krakoa, it's slightly different, you know? Yeah. In gathering everyone together, the council, everyone's different in there. I mean, their major their major characters are are, are, are diverse enough in, in that regard. Right. Like, maybe it's not spread out as much yet because, obviously, it just started, but that's not what they're doing with the Avengers. Yeah. They're not but, really, you know, a, 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 at all. But that's one issue. This The main issue I have is that is something Josh uh, kind of hit on. It's... There's no like, their conflicts are not interesting. Um, They're based, not. You know what you you know that no one's about to die in this fucking issue. It's you not know even what that. I'm it's that when you think about their antagonists that they're set up to face, it's four different offshoots of them. It's the Russian Avengers. It's yeah. the Atlantean Avengers. Uh-huh. It's the Squadron Supreme, who are the Justice League. But yeah, you know, yeah. it's just like three different super teams that are just versions of everybody on. The Avengers team. Oh, I see what you're saying. Like they're not, 
they're not that interesting. Yeah, because when you look at like who's yeah. the antagonist for Spider-Man, Spider-Man himself has mad work to do. You know, there's yeah. still like there's uh the the all-woman uh, female squad the syndicate, uh there's the Savage 6. You know, he's got still like fucking uh cr- fucking vermin in the subways. Yeah. All of that stuff. <laughs> he's, he has like a bunch of different and diverse challenges that he's going to have to face, but the Avengers are essentially facing themselves like three times over. There's the vampire Avengers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was the fourth team. Mhm. I mean, you know, I'm I'm hoping that it gets better. It's never bad. I'm never like out here like Avengers sucks. It's just kind of boring a lot of the time. I'm taking the same approach with Avengers that I am with Hachimaru, to be honest, mm-hmm. with Samurai 8. It's just kind of like, you know, I'm, I'm going to keep going with it because I know it could be good. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. But uh, in any case, that was Avengers. Uh, hopefully next week. We're going to get into a Hulk flashback thing uh, where Hulk, when Hulk was the star brand in uh, 100. Something like that. A Hulk-ish character, which kind of plays into what you were saying, where it's like even this... This crew that was supposed to be, you know, the the Avengers back in the day, they're really just offshoots of what we know now. And it's well, because it's not all the way the same when you look at the Justice League and the Justice Society. Like you have direct like mentors, but they're still they still have different personality. Two carryovers, I guess. It's like Green Lantern and Flash and the rest of them. There are a couple legacy people, but a lot of them are their own unique. Person. Well, I know Batman and Superman were JSA until they changed all that around. So obviously they don't really have direct mentors, even though the Panther guy is supposed to be Bruce's mentor in some type of way, right? Bruce had a lot of mentors, like a lot of yeah. Like, so mentors, it wasn't so. to the point that yeah. like he would master, like you are so important. Yeah. he was just another guy. He was just helped. the guy who taught him how to box at a young age. Yeah, yeah. Fair. Okay. So, but the point I'm trying to make here is that like that is an example of it being done well, where mm-hmm. it's like, nah, these. These are older guys, and they have completely different values while also sharing the similarities to keep it in. Okay, a better example, look at Justice League. Mm-hmm. They have the Legion of Doom, which are evil offshoots of everyone's, everybody in the Justice League for the most part. Yeah. But each of them are still kind of rel- – they're not like four separate teams of them. It's literally one team, a united front of every villain, whereas it's just – Avengers fighting clones of themselves in one respect or another. Yeah, and it's repetitive and and also that land. Justice League affects the rest of the universe. Nothing in ju- nothing in Avengers has like even crossed over. No, like if anything, everything else has been kind of in- influencing the Avengers. You know what I'm saying? And it's mm-hmm. yeah, it's like I said, it, like like I said, I really think this is just the gateway comic. This is just the like the status quo one. For, yeah, that's easy to get into. Yeah. Unfortunate. Yeah, I, I just wish they. It's could just because we had Jonathan Hickman's Avengers. It's never gonna be like. <laughs> there's never gonna be something that's similar. Man. Yeah, but in any case, that was Avengers. Uh, Brian randomized us. Black Clover. Oh yeah, Black Clover, Chapter Two Hundred and Twenty Five, The Heart Kingdom. Uh. They arrive at the Heart Kingdom, <laughs> um, and uh, they are immediately met by an envoy of the Heart Kingdom named Gaja, a spirit guardian. Uh, he's basically going to guide them to the princess, you know, that lives there. Uh, he gives them some orange juice and hands with magic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has a dank scar. Yeah, 
he tank. A, he has a two scale. Yeah, geez, it's it's actually really bad. God damn, it starts from his cheeks to his neck. I do like his character design. No, oh, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. it's dope for sure. Uh, okay, so basically we get uh, a tutorial of how the Heart Kingdom works. Uh, essentially. The borders of this kingdom are a mist barrier and these water stairs that are controlled all by the princess. The princess can commune with this forest itself and the nature around it, borrow its mana, and, you know, use it to protect the borders of this kingdom. Yeah, you can't just, you know, you have to be granted. It's a lot like Krakow in a sense, where you kind of have to be granted entrance. You can't just sail into there by yourself. You're going to get lost or worse. Yeah, so they're pretty they're pretty confident in their security. But they never know what the future may hold. So they <laughs> encase Asta in a water spell and just blast him off. Yeah, very abruptly. <laughs> I mean, we knew there was going to be some type of mischief because they were saying, oh, yeah, this is a plan. But Snoop they started getting it popping immediately. Oh, yeah, they didn't, give, they didn't let this nigga breathe. They, he, and the guy says, like, yeah, sorry, man, but mm, we got to do We got to hold it down for the Heart Kingdom. <laughs> uh, Finroll immediate, immediately starts using his, uh, his spatial magic. Fallen Angel's Wings beat. I guess to- it propels them like it makes them you know um uh the luna luna from super mario brothers she can make those little like star <laughs> yeah yeah things. yeah that's basically what kind of but you remember he's they're still kind whatever yeah he's doing that yeah so he he sends mimosa and uh and noel flying but uh gaja just like pops up right behind him and uh uses his water creation magic he can also fly apparently without using magic um yeah that's he's float yeah they say he's floating without using magic and that's when noel immediately goes to her final form he's like i'm not fucking fucking around with you yeah that's my man you got trapped fuck out of (laughs) here uh yeah so they're about to scrap and uh he's like wow that's pretty good magic i guess i'll have to get serious myself (laughs) and um deal with you in earnest yeah there he's been saying like uh yeah First stage, and he called Finral's spell a third stage, something like that. Yeah, I guess so. They have their own tier for measuring powers. Um, so his magic manifests itself in the form of these foreign characters just floating through the air. Uh, and Asta lands. I think it was similar to um what these other guys had, like their power, the Midnight Sun. Yeah, I think they had a similar situation with the letters going around them. Yeah. Um. But Asta lands into this massive hole. He falls through. That looks scary as hell, man. Imagine being transferred there, like, mm-hmm. against your will. Oh, my God. I would think I'm about to get eaten or something mm-hmm. by, like, a fucking monster down there. Yeah, and he lands in what seems to be some kind of weird arena in the middle of... Uh, yes, this same uh, pit And this wo- this knight figure, this armored figure made completely out Female, of who's also going to be had the hots for Asta. Probably. <laughs> That's the queen in the background. But for now... And that's the princess uh, walking to him, so, you know. Oh, no, I think this princess is in the background. This magic knight lady is just a spell. I think she can probably, like, make sentient water. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised. That's Maybe that is the case. And they're about to square up with Asta, and that's where the chapter ends. I love this chapter. <laughs> it was cool. I was... thought this was a super effective chapter. Um, I love the pacing. I love that immediately. There mm-hmm. was no time wasted. It's, it totally took me by surprise. I didn't expect it to get popping this early, dude. 
and like the suspense of it all just launching us to like taking him yeah off i have board. no idea what to buy. i literally have no idea i mean i could kind of guess and based on all the manga i've read but you know I, I, this is fun yeah this has been i'm my, not about to sour any of that shit i think this is my favorite chapter of black clover in a very long time uh i just love the pacing of it i love that gaja has been built up to be this legit threat yeah you know this heart kingdom ain't nothing to fuck with nah <laughs> for sure off the rip and you know i you know <laughs> It, I guess it's too early to be popping off the fireworks and saying Black Clover's amazing now, but we'll have to yeah, see. Yeah, I mean, it's just really but interesting. You know I really like That's it. how you build it. The this streak continues. I mean, the streak does continue. It does. It's it does. Up. It does. Yeah. Now it's just got to keep the fucking ball up. Dude. We were all like, damn, what are they going to do after this major devil guy? You were. Kudos. I was like, this is not. Oh, okay. Change. I mean, I, yeah, I was. I, all right. I was. We want to throw that all on me. Fine. But, you know, I'm pleasantly <laughs> surprised. Yeah, me too. Uh, I really like this issue. Uh, this chapter. I think this may be actually my favorite chapter of the week. I'll give it that. Didn't I say it would be? Yeah. I did say it would be. Yeah. I was iron I was being ironic, but you know what? It was pretty good. Yeah. Pretty right. good. Good for good for Black Clover. Um I'm very excited for this arc. Don't let me down. Uh <laughs> with that being said, Brian, randomize us. Amazing Spider Man. Hold it. Did you? I didn't you didn't hear see you. me doing oh, this. Is that what I was? Okay. Uh, <laughs> Amazing Spider-Man number 32. Uh, we finally pick up uh, this uh, plot hole, uh, plot device, that, plot point that was set up in Spider-Man 25. Almost, <laughs> like, almost 10 issues ago. Oh, shit. Yeah, it was, right? Mm-hmm. Where um, tw- Spider-Man 2099 has arrived at our time again. Uh, because the future is fucked. Uh. But he crashes into this oil rig, and he is immediately picked up by bad guys. So, there's that. Um, meanwhile, back with Peter, uh, he's uh, MJ just left, you know, for her to shoot her movie, uh, and uh, Mayor Fisk is doing some weird shit. And there's also the problem of the kindred. So Peter has a lot on his plate, and he's also going back to college. Um, so he's really just trying to connect with these two, his study group. Uh, and they don't really like him uh, for some reason. But they meet this new kid who uh, still has one of Peter's old Parker Industries watches and has... Uh, oh, because of the plagiarism shit that he got accused of. Yeah, he lost that company a long time ago. Uh, but And all of his like, technology and dissertation, was... And like, you know, his degrees and stuff that, that he got while he was Otto Octavius. Mm-hmm. Yeah, referred to Superior Spider-Man Great Series. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, he's, he's shocked to find out that one of these guys still has his tech. Um, and he is interrupted by his long lost sister, Teresa Parker, who is a spy. And, uh, they go on a dual mission together, uh, to take down the chameleon and, uh, the foreigner. I don't know who this guy is, but he took off his jacket. Like he was going to fist fight Spider-Man down, but he seemed to be doing a decent enough job. Uh, when their fight is interrupted by the Silver Sable, who showed up in a Miles Morales tie-in, but now she's all different. <laughs> yeah, she's not protecting them. Well, she's a hired hand, so she's never... She's not obligated to be on Spider-Man's side in any situation. Um, but uh, meanwhile, back with Spider-Man 2099, he's like kind of just remembering what's going on with him. I guess shit is popping off in 2099 concerning uh, Doom the doom of that time 
so he had so he came back in time to find Peter so he could help him. Um Yeah, he can't uh none of his powers are working. He can't even glide. So, you know, he's back at uh he's back at zero. So I don't know what's going on with Miguel. Uh Spider Man twenty ninety nine. Yeah, and that's concerning because they're apparently about to start a whole new Spider Man event. Featuring, I'm gonna tell you this Spider-Man right now. Outside of Amazing Spider-Man, I'm not following any of these. Okay, I'm not fucking doing it. You're not doing this to me again, Marvel. Hey, that's I'm not totally paying fine. Four ninety nine, a goddamn issue for another fucking event. Bro, okay? Conan is one of the fucking stop. Con- Wait a minute. They got the Punisher twenty ninety nine. Here's they the got thing. Punisher twenty ninety nine. Fantastic Four. That might be kind of cool. Who's writing it? Pache on Cummings. I, I'm not. I'm not doing it. I'm not. I will not be swayed. I'm not fucking doing it. Okay. I'm just following Amazing Spider-Man's tie-ins of it. I'm not doing anything else. Okay. They got some full circle shit coming out. Yeah, that's some like a uh, side story thing. Okay. But uh, in any case, that was uh, Amazing Spider-Man. First things first. Patrick Gleason drew this issue. Who used to work at DC? Uh, I think this is his first real work. Uh, for Marvel, he since he crossed over to Marvel, uh, so it was good to see him again. I it's really good for action. His yeah. fight scenes are, are, are clean as hell. Yeah, I remember like he was one of the first books I picked up with Batman and Robin when he drew for Peter Tomasi. Uh, Who's this guy again? By the way, the Foreigner. Uh, I don't know him either. Okay, okay, <laughs> just because <laughs> he was really about to fist fight. He does. Oh my god, man, are you fucking <laughs> serious right now? That's what I said. I think Peter Parker was holding back. Yeah, he's not trying to punch his because he literally off. could like punch a hole through his body if he felt like it. Spider Man mm. is not to be fucked with, man. I'll tell you, uh, uh, this art, this this whole run of Spider Man has been pretty good. It's we, uh, I'm. Pick it up even now. This is good. This is a good time to pick it up. It's not like super bogged down in continuity. Um, new art. I always appreciate when writers can make new arcs where you don't have to have read the entire series to kind of get it. Um, but yeah, Spr- sprinkle the references so that if someone really is interested, they'll go back. Don't yeah. don't make it the whole base. Yeah, that's effective. So that you comic alienate, book you know, um, a fan base. But in any case, that was uh, amazing. Spider-Man, uh, Brian, randomize this place. What's the word y'all say? Squip, squeeb, squeeb, squeeb. <laughs> My hero academia. Ooh. My squee, squeeba, squeebia. Is that how <laughs> you would say it. it? You did it. But I would say my. That's yeah, yeah, you don't yeah, say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, you squeeb, squeeb, and free faller. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. My, my squeebo, squeebadamia. My squeebo, <laughs> squeebadamia. Uh, my, hero, my Hero Academia, chapter 247. Squeeps. Status report. Uh, we start off with a random panel of Todoroki's sister, and then we cut back to Endeavor. Hey. <laughs> That's his sister? Yeah. I thought that was his mom. No. That was his mom. His mom's still in the psych ward. Yeah. Um, but in any case, uh, Endeavor is like, we. I will be training you boys myself. Tell me about your sales. And uh, Deku explains his power, essentially, uh, and what he wants to accomplish with this work study. He wants to have more control over his power and ha- and to have freedom of movement while at max performance. Uh, he, expl- he even explains his black whip power that he just got. Uh, 
It's pretty cool. I always like these little panels. He's, I think uh, now I don't know if you know this, Josh, but Horikoshi is actually a huge fan of Spider Man. Yeah, I told. Okay, I I was thinking it, and I thought it before when he first bugged out. But really, this he really could have like a whole Spider Man situation where yeah, he's I whipping think, around the fucking city. Yeah, and I think using that's it because he's it's exactly what the Black Whip is. Is like it, a, it, yeah, so he can yeah, swing through the if yeah. he ends up swinging through the city. You know, he has to have long range. He could he could fight good from mid range and not have to just be in someone's face because that's not his style anyway. Imagine you know. combining that with a uh, full cowl. Yeah. That's the whole point. That'll yeah, you know, he's going to be like Spider-Man. Because Spider-Man is pretty much as strong as, what, like maybe 30% of All Might? Yeah. Probably more. Probably a little honest. bit more. Spider-Man's really, really strong, guys. I did not know, like, mm-hmm. how diesel that nigga really was. But, um, yeah. Yeah, cool. I, I love it. I love it. Uh, Deku. Shown in Spider-Man. Let's go. Deku. Uh, he starts trying to break down, like, what he exactly, what literally exactly what he wants out of the agency to endeavor. Did you and read this whole thing? I did. You me too. And it, and I like how Endeavor's kind of like, yeah, he's annoyed, but he's listening to him like, mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Like he's not happy about him mouthing, but he's he's no. at least taking him seriously. It's not that he's angry; <laughs> he's intently listening. Yes, like he is, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. yes, yes, yes. I'm glad that they're not like. I'm glad that Endeavor is actually a really smart. And like intellectual person. Yeah, he's you know not what I mean? just I'm a fire guy. No, fuck yeah. everybody. Like he's you not know? just an angry guy. Like, like he's, it, this shows that he's super smart and he's actually the number one hero for a reason. Like he's no, he was number two for a while because of. Dude, talk about development. I really love how like they kind of because the, the next person they switch to after Midoriya expresses why you know what what his point of getting better is. I mean his reason for wanting to develop his strength, et cetera, et cetera. But Kugo goes next. And he basically like says that you know like I can't be a dickhead anymore. Wait, wait, wait. like I had to. You skipped over this moment uh, where Endeavor just like takes all that in, and he's like, "You've suffered due to your quirks, so you're one of us." Endeavor just accepted this about shit Midoriya. Out of Midoriya. Yeah, I, I, I like that because at first he kind of like looked at him as like a cornball, like, "Oh, look at you, dumbass." But now he sees like, "Yeah, you, you've gone through. You try shit. hard, like you, mm-hmm. you know. Despite that, you ain't no sucker. I'll mm-hmm. take it." Uh, so yeah, like you were saying, okay, the next yeah. person to come up is Bakugo, and he's yeah, like I can't be a dickhead anymore. Yeah, in, in so many words, because he's because he's saying like you know even even at the last test they had, he was like, all right, fuck that, I'm about to be the best. We're gonna make sure there's no casualties. We're gonna save everyone four zero. So you know he's he's still intense and he still has that passion, which is there's nothing inherently wrong about that. It's about where where are you gonna funnel that energy into. It's what more, is your purpose? Yeah, it's also that, and he's adopting that. He's saying, "Yo, I want to be a. I'm. I am a hero. I want to be a hero. I'm who I am. Who I am. But I recognize that I had to be better than that. Yeah, and that's so cool, man. The thing about Bakugo is that he has this intense, uh, confidence in himself, but he's never not self-aware. Yeah. He's always he's always been beating himself up and not thinking he was good enough, but now he can't like just place his finger on what he's missing. So, Which is natural. He's a kid. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He's, so he's come to Endeavor's agency to find out for himself through action. With the best of the best. Mm-hmm. So Endeavor How far is like that. What he has to do to be where Endeavor is. And, um, yeah. And uh, Todoroki's last thing. Uh, he's like... <laughs> He's like, my turn. And uh, sh- and <laughs> and that was like, I know what you're here for. <laughs> you're here to master my special move, Flash. And that's fire. that. <laughs> and Shoto is like, no. 
uh, everything that you, uh, all the tr- core training you gave me, I only perfected with my right side, the ice side. So I'm just here to kind of bring it on to, all together with my fire side. Uh, the man I admire is the one I watched on TV back then. Fuck you, Dad. I like Endeavor, not Dad. Not Dad. Mm. I, it was, I mean, yeah, that's very profound. All parents are getting bodied in every every issue in this in this uh, podcast. Uh, yeah, it's not. I guess it's not a parent friendly episode. <laughs> no, not uh, at all. But uh, yeah, Endeavor's like, all right. I'm sad now. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um. So yeah, he goes off and he explains basically the that uh if you're going to build up an agency as a pro hero, you usually focus on rescue, evacuation or battle. Rescue and evacuation are kind of in the same in the same thing, but uh his his agency isn't picky. They tackle all three. They do in uh rescue, e- evacuation and battle. That's what that's what the best has to do is the balance of all of these things. So um you, but in order to do that, you have to know the city better than anybody. You have to get to the scene faster than anybody, and you have to be cognizant enough in the battle to keep damage to a minimum, so civilians won't get hurt. Uh, so what you need to know, what you need right now, is a ton of experience. And uh, this winter, the goal is to defeat a villain faster than Endeavor can. That's cool. You know what it reminds me of? The snatch the bell from Kakashi. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Where, like, it's going to be cool. They're going to be competing against each other, against other heroes. They're going to be fighting a bunch of cool villains. You know, while the other kids are doing the other things in the background. Yeah. It's kind of like. This is where it's at, man. This is where it's at. It's kind of like, you know, um, Haikyuu has this thing where they all play together on the same team, but they're also all competing with each other. At the same time, and I think that's steel sharpens steel. Mm-hmm. Man, sharpens I think that's, man. that's the mood they're going for with this arc. Yeah, like three people are always competing for Ace, mm-hmm. and these three are going to be competing for Ace. But and they all got totally be. different perspectives and mindsets and, 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 and skill sets, all of that. You know, it's so cool, man. But they all have the same goal in mind. That's dope to be the best. Oh yeah, I'm very excited to see where this goes. Uh, this is bit, this is a very promising arc. Uh, for That's multiple to say reasons. the very least. For multiple reasons. This will be pretty cool, though. I can already see, like, this is probably going to be a struggle for them because Endeavor is just going to keep yoinking fucking villains from them and shit. Well, that's the thing. I feel like this is also going to be a growing experience for Endeavor because he's never had to train anybody other than his son before. Mm-hmm. Uh, and his son actually wants to take a part in what's going on. And he told him, he took a stand and said, listen, man, I ain't here to make you fucking happy. I'm here to... Learn learn these skills so I can be the best I can be. Yeah, because he acknowledges Endeavor is a great hero. But so. not as a dad. Not as a dad. Fuck you, dad. You, you abused my mother dad. to the point that she fucking hated my face and <laughs> did whatever she had to do. Poured hot coffee on it. Is that, what, is that confirmed? Or is yeah. that, no, that's what happened. She drew, she I didn't threw see, boiling did, water. Did that happen in they the didn't fucking, show it. In the They longer? didn't show it on the panel. But it happened in the did it happen They in just the show anime? her doing the thing. They just showed her. I missed that part, bro. It's a small panel. Okay. They didn't like make it over. They, I, but you were supposed to just kind of assume. Yeah, infer. All right. Just, I thought it, it was still supposed to be a mystery, whatever. It, it's easy no. to forget that Endeavor did some really fucked up shit. Well, that's the whole They've thing. They've been making him a little bit goofier, so it's. I like it though. I'm not yeah, making him more redeeming. People can change. Yes, people yeah. can change. Well, and be better. Here's so, the thing. Endeavor. Yeah. Endeavor's abuse. It's not like he was beating his kids. Uh, no. His abuse is more emotional 
and that's which is not valid. Great. I mean, yeah. you know, it's, it could be worse in some cases. It's not cases. better or worse, but it, it's not like he was he didn't he doesn't love his kids. Is that he was just so focused on his career in such a terrible way, and it's such a mountain of a task for a writer to take a character who has done an irredeemable thing and try to make him a better person. I feel like he's on the right track, though. Yeah, absolutely, for sure. He has been from the beginning. But like, the literally, is, the thing is, like every time he tries, to, he he like puts a step in uh, a stone in in place for endeavor to be redeemed. He gets a lot of backlash for it. Yeah. I mean, you know, from where? Like, uh, like you know how things are nowadays. Like, whenever... Are you whenever, talking about people? Yeah, like people. Like, like yeah. Well, like, on Twitter like, or something? Yeah, like Reddit threads, like... Well, here's... The, here's am, I not, am I not a hardcore fan? Because I don't, like, I'm not on Twitter following, like, fan pages. And no, stuff. no, no. I, mean, I, I just, really it, read this shit. It's just shit, something you, you hear. Know? So, it's like, something you hear about. Like, it's just, like, Horikoshi gets really, like, he gets death threats. And it might actually influence how he actually writes the story from now mm. on and stuff. No, I, but I, I could see like pressure from the outside being a, a, a actual thing, but I, I truly think he has his plan and that it hasn't. I, I just think yeah. for sure it hasn't been affected. No, I, I think, agree with that. I think they need to was, be patient. There's no way that he thought that like p- people are crazy if they think that Todoroki's r- response, like back, uh, angry response to his dad trying to redeem himself, is their fault. Because it's obviously or a product of their influence. Because it's obviously part of an arc. Like there was no way that without them, Todoroki was going to be like, "Oh right, Dad." Yeah, it was a major step. The fact that he could be around his pops and not just be completely angry that was a big step and meant a lot. You know, it's a it's a it's a long road to recovery. Yeah, for you know, yeah, for lack of and a better term. look, I don't I don't uh, envy his task as a writer. This is a ballsy move. Um, I respect it so much, man. This is so important. This is showing reform, showing that people can again, people can change and can be better. And yeah, it's it's uh and he to do it as naturally. This is the thing about my hero academia that people don't understand is that character development that's not battle focused in my hero academia has been a long game for a long time. Think about how long it took for De- for Bakugo to come around on Midoriya. It's over 150 chapters before he was like we're cool now. Yeah, and it didn't, and it was also like a like it, it was addressing a core to Bakugo's problems too. It wasn't just oh yeah, this happened, so now I'm this. It like it took a lot of like thawing out to get there. Yeah, so. yeah. Bakugo had to humble himself, like you know, real like to himself. And obviously, not obvious about it, but it's shown as he's been around his peers and he sees that all right, I'm not the only super talented guy. People can perform better than me. Even if I feel like I'm the best at and just this certain thing, and it took a realistic long time for him to realize that. Absolutely, yeah. Many examples. He, he met, just now figured that out. He literally, yeah. He's he's ever since he stepped into UA, he's met people who have been consistently rivals to him, who are just as talented, if not more, than he is. Challenging the status quo of what it means to truly be the best. And and what it encompasses, and it's the same type of slow burn character development we're seeing in Endeavor, where Endeavor, the whole thing that makes Endeavor's thing great is that he he's a he's a active participant in, in his own change. He, it's something that he decided to do. It's something he's in ta- undertaking. It's that's his goal At, throughout the series. This is his arc from now on. So, and that's why it's great. It's it's a hero's journey with a supporting character. 
It's like a tragic hero story. Yeah, and he's, you know, he's trying. And it's great that his family isn't immediately accepting of him. I hope he That's doesn't get killed off. That's part of the arc. I really hope he doesn't get killed off. I doubt it, but I can see him getting killed off to save his family. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I but I but bright side is I don't see that. I think that I think time. that last fight was just uh, buttering us up like, yeah, get ready. <laughs> They, he's testing the waters, and I think he's like, all right, I think, I think I could do it later. But yeah, that's, this has been My Hero Academia. We've been indulging this bullshit too and long. And this picture I'm looking at is from a Bolivian song, a comic from Image Comics. <laughs> you just pulled up a red. boy, does it look fucking creepy. I I went to comics, so I know that's the next thing we're going to do, and I seen it down there, and I was like, oh. whoa, that looks like Slender Man. Oblivion and I was song? like, whoa, there's a bunch of them that look like Slender it's, Man. It's uh, the new series from the creator of The Walking Dead. This has been what he's been working on uh this and uh, I believe he has a second series. Uh, but anyway, we're not going to talk about that today, unfortunately. Wholesome. <laughs> uh, but anyway, that was my Hero Academia. Brian, bring us back to Je- uh, America. WrestleTopia. Oh my oh, god. Yeah. The return. Um, it's been a while since we talked about WrestleTopia. Uh, this is uh, Invasion from the Planet WrestleTopia number four, uh, an independent comic series from SBI Press, uh, an imprint of uh, Starburns Productions, the guys behind w- Rick and Morty. Uh, they reached out to us a few months back and uh, asked if we could review their book. Uh, we've been reviewing their book for the last few months. Uh, we we covered the, la- the first three early on. We've been really enjoying it. It's just like... Uh, as a recap, because it's been a while since we talked about it, it's a series about this wrestler named uh, Rory. He, uh, during a wrestling promo, he dubs himself the strongest wrestler in the galaxy. And out there, there is a planet full of wrestlers who take that shit real seriously, trap the Earth in a cage, and oh decide God, to have ro- a planetary... No cap. <laughs> and, uh, Them niggas was hurt. But... <laughs> <laughs> Because they seen one message of this rando guy saying, I'm the best in the universe. Yes, this is the case. So the boss of this whole planet, who already knows he's the nicest, was like, nah, fuck that. We out to Earth. We're finding this guy, and I'm going to beat his ass on pay-per-view. Oh, my God. Yeah. And uh, the la- the invasion is already well underway by this point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Everyone's getting their ass whooped. Uh, Rory is himself on the run because he is the most wanted man. Uh and, uh, you know, they run into some trouble. They immediately fight some alien wrestlers for Yeah, a while. these alien wrestlers, I don't know if it's confirmed, but they're, like, stronger than regular people, I think. Yeah, I would say Something so. like that. Their whole lives are wrestling. So... Uh, okay, okay. So I maybe it could just be the fact that they're just excellent warriors and not, like, supernatural Yeah, strength, and from here on you know? out, they, uh, yeah. they run into his old uh, girlfriend, Linda, uh, and uh, a couple of new characters. Uh, also wrestlers from the old days. Um, we get the back. That was his old girlfriend, right? That was the chick. Mm-hmm. Remember, we was like, yo, so uh, what happened to the shorty he left that he was supposed to marry and all of that? This is what This happened. is her? <laughs> she's this been surviving. You know, she's been surrounded. She's uh, been wrestling through. Yeah, she well, was. Oh, she's been, been getting groped up by onion farmers for $30 <laughs> a night. Or something like that. Well, she was a also night. a professional wrestler before they left. Um, oh. So she was like already in the in the trade. But she just kind of continued on this uh, the circuit. And, um, you know, this whole issue is, I guess, just reconciling their relationship for the most part. Um, 
they have a little argument over why uh, Rory left. A little argument? <laughs> Nigga, he bounced after they argued. He got the fuck up out of there. Yeah. Yo, I was surprised. So, okay, they've had this whole crew together. You know, be, the, Rory was on the run, and then they eventually ran into his girl, his ex-girlfriend and that crew, right? So they're all together, and they argue in a strip club, right? You know, because reasons, and they're there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, why not, right? Which ends up being an all-guy strip club, by the way. LOL. La, 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 la. Funny, funny, funny. But nah, so after they argue, and he can't man up and say, yo, I fucked up, and I'm sorry, right? Because mm-hmm. he's childish, you know. He literally storms out the strip club, hitches a ride <laughs> from a truck driver, and just gets the fuck up out of there. He doesn't know where he's going. No real aim. He just knows he's not gonna. He's gonna ditch everyone who he was just with. He's literally playing three chances. He was literally playing out every dude's fantasy after an argument with their girlfriend. Yeah, like man, fuck this. I'm out. Like, you know what? I'm <laughs> leaving the state. <laughs> Looks like the only thing Rory can't wrestle is love. No. Well, I would argue that's his greatest wrestling match. Love. <laughs> he still has not won yet. And it's just still at war with it. Rory's greatest uh, Hell in a Cell is Hell love. in a Cell. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> but anyway. Oh, he, we, we didn't mention the 3D bros. I just want to say that. They had a little they funny ass backstory where like it was this tree. They, they were called 3D because it was like three homies, two brothers and one friend. And like they kept wrestling. And as they kept growing up, one of the guys just wanted to not be a wrestler anymore and get into a serious job like accounting. And eventually he stopped wrestling and they were sick over it. And that's the story. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> Poor guys. So they're still named 3D instead of 2D. And it's cool because they had the 3D glasses on. Like that's yeah. kind of their gimmick. <laughs> I like that. That was a good, cool. Uh, the issue ends with Rory uh, still hitching a ride with this dude, and he just like leaves him in the middle of of the road in this truck, and he gets a uh, a message on the uh, the little dispatch radio in the truck from. Um, I, is this the old wrestling guy that um, his old uh, manager dude? Um, yeah, from back then, not like as of recent. Yeah, and he's like. Hello, Rory. I thought we'd come uh, talk about your upcoming match. Yeah, so basically what happened was the <laughs> so the crew that he left <laughs> at the strip club, they were chilling until some male strippers came around. And, you know, the guys was like, listen, we're good. We don't need to. And they started getting closer and closer. It turns out it was wrestlers, wrestlers from Planet Wrestletopia. So they got caught. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that this truck driver was also in cahoots with the WrestleTopia people, because that's what happened. He set him, he locked him in a truck and put the radio on to listen to his old manager. So dun, that's done. Done. The stage is being set, guys. He's got his friends and an ex lady captured. He's got a fight on pay per view. <laughs> oh man, uh, man, I I, lo- I love it when we get to cover like these little independent books. Uh, guys, please send them in. I can't fucking wait to read these news stories. Yeah, this is this has been just so fun. Uh, it's just like a dumb, goofy gimmick. That I have going. so much fun when I read. Guys, good good work. You know, it's not fucking Tom King. Or, you wait, know, is that comic like Jonathan Hickman? But is that it's very fun? It's a very fun read. Is that uploaded on a Comicsology? Yeah, you can find yeah, this it on is. Comicsology. You can. Yeah. Uh, so can anybody upload on that? Yeah, these guys are big boys. I don't know how it works specifically, but uh, these guys, they have an imprint behind them, 
Uh, they're very funny. These guys are obviously very talented. The art seems to be getting better every issue, um, too. Yo, I, I would say literally by, like, the chunk panel, mm-hmm. it's been getting better. So are they – what is their publisher called? Uh, like, st- uh, Suspicious Behavior Press. That's their And that's imprint. their own? They are uh, they're a subdivision of uh, of Starburns Industries. That The guys who created Rick and Morty are mm-hmm. backing these dudes. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So, Super uh, cosign, <laughs> yeah, high cosign, dude. From, from what I hear, like I really love out of the box ideas like that, and this is like it's a, it's definitely a comic book that doesn't take itself super seriously. Absolutely, there you I, go. It, yeah, it plays, it, yeah. and it and you could tell, and they just want you to have a fun time, and it sounds like it's a fun time. At least sure now, is. I mean, who knows what it can develop into? But hey, yes. they keep sending it. I'll keep fucking reading it. Let's go. Yeah, I'm into it. I love the concept so much. <laughs> but yeah, that's we 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 capped it off though, right? I mean. Yeah. Rory, he's pay-per-view. Yeah. Yeah. The stage is set, guys. But that was WrestleTopia. Pick it up wherever you get your digital comics. Comicsology. You guys yes, sound we'll like go them. ahead. You we'll guys... go ahead and say it. We'll say the name. Comicsology. They're not paying us yet. They're not. Yet. But you know what? We'll still do it. You we guys sound months. like like wrestling commentators when you were talking about yeah. it at the end. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> he has no choice. We have to see him on pay-per-view. <laughs> <laughs> but that was uh, Invasion of WrestleTopia. Brian. Randomized. Back to the Shonen Jump app. Hey, we play it both sides, right? Yeah, yeah. Comicsology and Shonen Jump. The next comic book is... Oh, well, not comic book. Dr. Stone. Dr. Manga. Stone. Is this the final one? No. no we oh, have... one more, right? Ugh. You got two more, actually. No, we don't. Yeah. Well, one more manga, one more American. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So two more. Uh, okay, let's go. This issue starts off with the um, the battle is about to begin. The hooded uh, me- squad takes up at the top of the ridge and uh, starts to bait the uh, Treasure Island inhabitants to attack them. Uh, and Kinro, like a fucking gangster with his golden spear, just like makes this dude flinch. <laughs> this is like a cool ass two page spread where he just like slings this. Yeah, this big spear. beastie dude that's basically a beefier version of magma. Yeah, <laughs> and just like slings a spear right at him. Dope ass two page spread. This is like Kenro's best yeah, moment. Back the fuck up off me, nigga. <laughs> I got this sharp ass spear. And I'm us, a real goon. The rest of them ain't. <laughs> he's a goon. Senku's literally using mirrors to to, to act like he's casting life. spells. I was dying, yo. Because <laughs> I'm like, damn, what are the rest of these guys going to do? And, and uh, Maz is just pretending to be having a hard time against these dudes. Against the three of them. It was smart because it shows him like he kind of acts like he gets knocked out and it's believable because they're like, oh, well, it was three of those people that are strong. So, you know, realistically, he could lose. It's smart. Then they turn Kira to Kirasame, and he's like, go ahead and toss that thing. Uh, and uh, Kirasame starts to do that. And they're like, now's our chance. So she's about to sling it in the air. But then we get like a little mini flashback where he's ta- she's talking to Jaundice Jafar. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I have a plan this whole time. Because he notices that, uh, that Maz has uh, the same uh, earring that Kohaku did. So he must be in cahoots. His jaundice goes into full effect as um, Kurosame throws. Uh, oh no! He okay. So he realizes that that they had the same um, um, earring. Mm-hmm. So he takes the earring off of her and adds it to him, and realizes that it's a speaker. So he's Is been that? listening. Yes, look at on his oh, ear. Oh, you. He's right. been. I don't know. We don't know how long he's been listening. Yo, this shit was crazy when I read it. I was like. Oh, these niggas have no idea what the fuck is about to go down, man. Because the whole plan hinged on 
Janis Jafar. <laughs> yeah, I didn't and, notice and, that. And the shit. other chick, Amarellis, right? To to um to be unbeknownst to the to, to, oh, to the uh, plan. It, the girl the other girl is Kirasami. Kirasami, uh, I mean Amarellis is the one. It's, on it's our the side. good one, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. There was already a struggle with the with the super beast fighter, right? That was already an issue, but it's another issue altogether that the person that's controlling the uh the the the, the ancient the, the ancient weapon is uh she knows, man. I don't know the fuck is gonna happen. Yeah. So right. she throws the weapon, and now the throne is in effect, and that's where the chapter ends. Suspenseful as fuck. Um, this is a good issue. It was a good twist. Overall. Oh yeah, one. I didn't even hell think about the fucking. He's sharp, yo. Yeah, but uh, no anyway, pun intended. That was Doctor Stone. Brian. <laughs> Fantasia. Action comics. All right, action comics. We're gonna get through this one quick because not a whole ton happens here. Because you know it's your, it's it's your boys writing style where everyone's just like, and it was just like this, and I was like, and I was like that, but it was really this way. Yeah, but we that get, that you know, we kind of get. I hated so cheesy. <laughs> we get the whole red cloud story through the eyes of the citizens of Metropolis. No, fuck that. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, man? I know what you mean. I know what you're saying. It's but that's too, what happens. It's too homey. It's too that's like what I'm saying. I'm just like stop it, Ben. It's just fucking right. It's a comic book. We know it's not actual dialogue. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't know. All right. I I, I all like right. I let it all. I get it off my chest. And now we can continue. Uh, basically, Superman getting fucked up. So uh, Naomi, yeah, as everyone's into, talking about it. Yeah, and Naomi's taking it into her own hands, and uh, you know she starts helping out. But Superman's like, "I appreciate the help, but you may want to sit this one out. I am Superman after all." <laughs> yeah, and I actually do know how to defeat her. And he does. He just does it. He just clashes with her. And. He uses heat vision and other things. He finds a way to get rid of her. Yeah, he gets rid of her. and then She runs away after the fact. And then they meet her parents, her adopted parents. It was in a very wholesome moment. And the dialogue I wasn't too upset about. See, if it was in short spurts like this, not saying that this was a short spurt because he continued with it the entire issue. <laughs> but I'm saying if he kept it to like maybe two or three of these type of situations per comic instead of it being the entire issue, then... It would be awesome. I understand. But I can't take it the whole time. I get it. But but it's still good. It's good enough for me to say, hey, I like this little piece of it. Just relax, Bendis. I know you've been listening to us because you know why? You know how I know he's been listening to us? Because look what the people are saying. They're explaining how, okay, so it's not that Superman was losing. It's just that he was struggling. That's what he was doing. He was trying to recon- reconcile the fan base because I know everyone was saying the same thing that he literally said in this comic. Like, this bitch came out of nowhere. Who the fuck did she think she was <laughs> thinking she could just be somebody and fight Superman? Because that's I had an attitude with Michael Bendis. Not with the Red Cloud, because <laughs> she's a fictional character, my nigga. I had a problem with you, Bendis. And, and you know, he was kind of correcting himself and saying, well, you know, uh, it was intense. But ultimately, it was Superman, and he wasn't going to lose the Red Cloud. Bendis, make sure to... Leave a real hateful comment to Josh. <laughs> Go ahead, my nigga. Go ahead. I'm no, with I it. just want peace between you two. I don't. I don't. Stop fighting, dads. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. Uh, the issue ends up with Batman warning uh, his mom. Uh, Naomi's mom is like, "Hey, make sure she doesn't rely on her powers too much. It can make people lazy, and you could get caught off guard." I've I like seen that. it happen. Even Superman's Super- like, 
<laughs> like, well, like, Batman's on, like so. even Superman knows. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Uh, basically, they leave her with a Star Labs person. Uh, and I think this is this whole little mini arc was just like a little pray, like a little interlude for Naomi for Naomi Two, which is eventually going to come out. Yeah. Um, I appreciated it. It was. Good I do. See. This is the right way to. This is the right way to do a Brando tie-in. This is how you do it. You know. Yeah. Uh, make her important. Say that. Hey, you know, you're important, even though you're going to do things that aren't really related to us. But eventually, check her out. you'll be around. <laughs> yeah. You're still. She's worth checking out because it'll be worth it when she yeah. comes back to the big picture. For those of you who haven't read Naomi yet. I suggest that you pick it up. It's it was a really good series. You literally could just pick it up whenever it restarts. I I guess if you've been following For like sure. you know this story, like when Naomi comes in, but her background is really cool. Yeah, I warn you though, it is much more of the of the Michael Bendis dialogue. <laughs> but if you if you love it, then it'll be a fucking I don't the mind best it. thing ever for you. <laughs> I never mind it. But. Oh, I saw. I bet. But anyway, that was Action Comics. Uh, worth a pickup. Uh, oh wait! Before wait, well, well, at the end, um, the leader, uh, not Leviathan, oh, the yeah. leader of uh, of what's their organization? Ah, uh, forget the Invisible Mafia. The Invisible Mafia. You know, she basically kind of confirms that the Red Cloud is just they not cool anymore. Like that, they know that she got a power up from Luther and her going and fighting Superman was wilding out, and that's not how they get down. So I, I'm not sure if they if she's like disowning her. I but they're so. definitely saying like, all right, well now that she's done that, we're gonna move forward and not be so invisible anymore. So I, I don't know. Yeah, I think that's what she was saying. Is like she blew up her spot. But it's a, so. but it's cool. So I'm not mad about it. Like it's time well, she's not cool with us anymore. Okay. Oh, you're, you're oh you're confirming that. Yeah, that they're not. Yeah, I think on they're the just same. not gonna be cool. I hope Red Storm turns into a good guy. I hope that this is a part of the story. I hope so too. But uh, I want to see positive, imaged black women in in DC and Marvel comics. Agreed. I do. I do. But uh, in any case, that was Action Comics. Brian, for the final time, randomize us. The Promised Neverland. Oh, yeah. Promised Neverland, chapter one promised slender man <laughs> the promised slender man yes number 155 resurgence uh there's a bunch of chaos going on in the demon world demon kids are desperately not trying to be eaten by their parents and shit correct <laughs> and uh the kids are going off sniping uh these demons saving demon kids and stuff uh sanju cuts off his own arm and throws it at them for a decoy for some reason i feel like that's a little counterintuitive don't you think sanju that's a total. Um, what's his name? The main character is Samurai Eight. <laughs> that's that's a pretty no, Hachimaru it's nothing, move. It's nothing like Hachimaru. <laughs> he didn't cut off his own fucking head. Where do you see the title? Uh, it's on. Uh, it's it's on page seven. Oh my god. It, oh yeah, you're right. At least it wasn't oh at the god. end. Why is it so far in? Yeah. <laughs> okay, Tite Kubo. Apparently, yeah. they're fighting a hollow now. Yeah. Meanwhile. Uh, Back at the uh, the Tefari place, uh, the queen is back, and she is attempting to eat Norman. But um, Cislo uh, <laughs> takes that L for him. He doesn't die. No, which, no, he doesn't. That's, which I, I guess thought that's cool, was, but immediate. he's definitely bleeding out a lot because he got his fucking foot chopped. Yeah, off. The half of his leg chopped off with his foot. And she, queen Sindel is and just like, yum, 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 munch, munch, grip. <laughs> <laughs> really gruesome. 
you know, Cislo is just like, ow. And um, she's still kind of beasting out. You could see yeah, like because of the poison. She's just eating all these other demons to prevent herself from dying. Yeah. And she's becoming this big, gross demon monster. Ew. She's even eating chrome, it seems, from way back in the day. Yeah. Which was a creepy image. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, she's just uh, eating pretty much everyone in the room except for the human kids. And... um. This is for sure the final boss. Yeah, she uh, she has all the faces of the people from the past. You know how that goes. But it's just a shell because it's like the shell opens and uh, Queen Sindel comes out, abandons her weave, it seems. No hair and no face. Well, it seems like she had hair here, but now it's gone in the next panel. So mm. without the weave, she is much stronger. Perhaps. Um, She's way more aerodynamic. Mm-hmm. Bro, she came out. She came out this nasty fucking monster cocoon with clothing and heels. Get the fuck out! Looking here. like fresh, a, fresh to death. That's official. Queen said she had reborn in clothes. <laughs> wow, it's like Beyonce yeah, they're herself. They're not gonna beat her for sure. I don't. I wouldn't have confidence that going against her. Yo, she come out looking like a nobody. Literally, <laughs> yeah. She looks like Slender Man. Yeah. He needs mad fresh. And that's when, <laughs> that's when the <laughs> chapter ends. Uh, I think Promise Neverland is going to be on break next week. What? Yeah, next chapter is on November 1st. Yeah. twenty. Oh, yeah, because the 27th and then, I guess, Friday yeah. is going to be, yeah. Yeah, that's surprising. Uh, I don't think Promise Neverland's ever really taken a break outside of a holiday. But, um, in any case, that was our show, everybody. Promise Neverland. Uh, pick it up. Very fun. Thank you so much for joining us, everyone. Uh, you can find us on the social medias at the Chris Espinal on Twitter and Instagram at JD Cole underscore thirty seven on Instagram at Brian Underdogs. Oh, Underdogs underscore Brian on Instagram and Brian Espinal eight on Twitter. Oh, geez. on Twitter. I'll do it again. Underdogs. <laughs> Brian underscore Brian on Instagram. Get a goddamn different handle. Brian. Under 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 Brian. My, my old one used to be it's going rain bananas for some reason. <laughs> yeah, I like so. that one. Uh, but yeah, that was that. Uh, fo- follow the show at New Jump City. Uh, email us at newjumpcitypod at gmail.com with all your suggestions and feedback and all that stuff. Uh, leave us a review if you love the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Find us on YouTube. Find us on the Spotify. Uh, suggest us to your pals. Uh, we love y'all. Stay safe, New Jump citizens. Peace.